right, here we go. Hey, just remember you're ready to uh, start doing reproductive things. Uh, okay, sorry, this time. Let's go to someone. Okay, here we go. Greetings, travelers. And welcome back to another episode of the Ragdoll Gamescast, Jolly Jelly Media. I'm Van Racknett, as always, here with Umni. Hello. A.K.A. Josh. Don't tell them my real name. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah, what's up? How have you been? I've uh, been okay. Just sitting here with a uh, earplug in my ear because my left ear is completely, completely messed up. If there's any kids listening to this and you like to listen to your music loud, uh, that's fine. It's just when you go to concerts, make sure you wear an earplug because don't end up like me. My left ear crackles like a broken speaker. It's completely Oof. fucked. <laughs> yeah. I, if I wear this earplug straight for a week, uh, it'll go away. And But if I don't, and I know I normally don't, because it's, you know, it's kind of just disorienting. They only have a half your hearing, and it just bothers me. So it takes really long to heal whenever I mess it up. I messed it up because we were playing video games like every other night, and I wasn't wearing it with my headset on. And after a couple of weeks, it just... My ear started break, breaking again, so. Oh, Sucks. geez. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for you with that because I can only imagine how annoying that has to be. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. I'm, I think I've already talked about it on the show, but I want to talk about it more because I like to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we've, we've heard yeah. about the influx stuff, so let's hear about your ears. Don't worry yeah. about your ears, man. It's kind of interesting, but it really sucks. It's like certain frequencies just make it crackle. So water, running water makes my ear go crazy. And plastic bags make it go crazy. So I always, like I was doing, I was shopping this morning for groceries at like 7 in the morning. And like I couldn't even push the cart without oh, my yeah. ear going crazy. So I had to wear the earplug all day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I just needed to let it heal. It was, last time this happened, it was this bad. It was weird. I just got really high four nights in a row and it just went away. <laughs> I don't know if there's like healing properties in the edibles, but <laughs> fix something. It was weird. Uh, I, honest, I started wearing earplugs to shows and things because you started having trouble because I, I don't want that to happen because I, I never used to between like you're saying just like driving down the road blasting music as loud as possible um, going to concerts yeah. not having earplugs I used to play the drums in the basement and sometimes I, w- I would put plugs in sometimes I wouldn't and in retrospect I don't understand why I would ever have not or, or how my hearing isn't more I mean, because as far as yeah. I know, it's pretty healthy. Like, I don't understand how it's not damaged, and I'm just kind of waiting for the day that something yeah, I guess fucks it. Until it gets damaged, people don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I'll be fine. I'm healthy and young. Nothing will ever happen to me. But yeah, like I blast metal all day. I don't, dri- I don't drive anymore. I got rid of my car a couple of years ago or whatever. But yeah, I used to always drive and blast music. and then. But the concerts are the really big one. I mean, yeah. your ears will ring for like a day or two. And uh, if I went to one more concert without an earplug, I think my ear would be completely blown out. Like, I can't do that at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I recall being at concerts, and literally, like, standing, like, by the stack <laughs> of, you yeah, know, the, the amplifiers. And just, like, you know, no earplug, just standing there with your arms crossed, your head's going. Yeah. Bopping so along with the beat. The speaker, you can't even hear the music anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, just a jumbled mess of noise. Oh, yeah, man. I remember it being like at a Fear Factory concert right beside the speaker. Jeez, in my early twenties, and it was just like, I have a feeling this is going to come back to haunt me, and it did. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Next is going to be like when I get liver cancer from drinking. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm dying now. I wouldn't have drank so much. Too late. Why? <laughs> oh, guess I'll drink it off. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not usually, you know, at least not so far with our platform, um, using it as a place to like tell people what to do. But uh, and you know, this time we will protect your ears, kids. Take it from us. That's our PSA. Yeah. That's a really good one. Plug those ears uh, up. Yeah, you really don't want to lose your hearing, especially if you like music. That's like the, it's the work. Because like when I'm working in my like nine to five, I want to play music, and I but I have to turn it down really low. And my ear still crackles. I can't turn it up very high at all. And it's like, as someone who loves blasting, wearing headphones and like playing music fairly loud and just like, just kind of drowning in the music, I can't even do that. I'm not. I can't do that anymore. I probably can't do it right. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. The, one of the worst things I do anymore i mean besides music in the car which you know again i listen to a lot of podcasts anymore and not enough music compared to what i should but the one of the worst things i do anyway is like when i'm mowing the grass i turn my earbuds up even louder to drown out the mower so then there's just i got mower noise and blasting earbuds in and uh in my ears but uh that's probably the worst yeah. the worst thing i do anymore so I got to drown out the mower noise. Turn the earbuds up. Yep. That's how it is. Sometimes it gets really hot in the house, and then I turn the fan on. Then, oh, I need to turn the sh- my music up because the fan's on now. Right, exactly. And it's just... <laughs> so, so lately, I've just been, like, turning the music up, but putting my earplug in. Yeah. And it really, like, sucks a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's, it's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing, like, Ghost of Tsushima... And every time I go near a waterfall, I'm like, oh, God, my ear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got to get, get away from this waterfall. Why, Christ, why? <laughs> yeah, or like in Ghost of Tsushima, whenever you're like uh, in the uh, stance before you go into combat and you're waiting to draw your sword and slice people as they charge you, the sound of the sword's like whoosh. Mm. just like makes my ear like go. It's like, oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, that really sucks. Bad. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Oh, better news for me. Uh, not only are my ears fine, but I got a got a new job, and uh, oh, yeah, where at? All I'll say is uh, gives me a little more credibility on this platform. Is what I'll say compared to being a janitor, which is what I will no longer be as of uh, two o'clock p.m. tomorrow. I'll be done. Ooh. So You're done cleaning up other people's shit. That's right. Literally. Yes. Yeah. There was a. Um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. I was weighing in my mind whether to, whether the uh, audience wants to listen to me talk about shit spray on the back of a wall behind a toilet, uh, but I think ooh, they do. So, our I'm, audience does. so I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> so that's what I see. Yeah, I know. Uh, the audience we're trying to build it uh, will will love this. <laughs> um, yeah, it wouldn't be a final week of uh, janitorial duties without somehow like. So so I work at a college, right? It's like how don't people know how to take a shit yet? <laughs> like oh, how drunk most of the time right <laughs> hopefully they're not drunk uh during the day in the music building during their classes but i i don't know um because i'm in an academic building of course but uh yeah so i don't know someone just uh like the wall beside the toilet the wall behind the toilet just shit spray shit like on the toilet and it's just uh but so it wouldn't be a it's final work person yeah it, it could always be but anyway so it wouldn't be a final work uh, final week of work without having to clean up some shit walls one at least one more time. So, yeah, 
Well, where we used to work, I, we, I work from home now, but we used to have an office and sometimes we would go into the bathroom and there would just be shit everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we, we work with a bunch of adults and then we found out that sometimes homeless people do sneak in. So then we're like, oh, maybe it's mm-hmm. the homeless people. But then we found out one of the ladies was bringing her like, I don't know, six-year-old kid in. <laughs> And he would go in there, and sometimes I would see him in there, you know, with his pants down around his ankles. And he would just be like, not really shitting, he's just doing something weird. Like he'd be standing up and like, like, what's he doing in there? And I go back in after he leaves, and there's just shit like everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's it's a little kid who doesn't know how to take a shit yet, playing with the shit, shit on the walls, and shit on the seat and on the floor. And like, what, did he, what did he do with? He had to have got it on his clothes. And like, how did he take it? Did he take care of it or not? He just went out to his mom and was like. Mom, it happened again, and she's like, oh, "Let's get you home." And no one cleans up the bathroom. I crapped him. <laughs> yeah, he had he had to like have it on his hands and shit. I can't imagine a kid like that is any is you know washing their hands very thoroughly as well. So and he's running yeah. around with his grubby shit fingers touching everything. Hi, kids yeah, are the lucky, worst. Yeah, luckily I've never experienced that when I was little. I've never had like a uh, I don't know what you want to call it a panic panic shit <laughs> <laughs> panic wipe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Panic, panic, wipe. I never had that. Get it off of me. But get can, it out. I can imagine. It's like, it's like when you're eating something and then you get like your hands are sticky for some reason and then you touch something and you're like, oh god, now it's on my arm and then it's just everywhere and you're like, oops. And then it's like, <laughs> imagine if you're a kid and it's shit. <laughs> video games, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, video games. Speaking of shit, I mean, while we're on the subject, I I feel like I gotta tell one more story. Before I was in. <laughs> uh cogswell uh well well whatever cogswell hall musical um i was in the one i was in the honors college at one point working in there and they built this like they added on this like whole new wing for um like a student lounge area and like little computer labs and like all these little rooms where like clubs could get together and meet and or study or or do whatever so anyway there's like these new bathrooms on on this side and the one day i I went back i went in to, to clean the the girls' restroom, mind you, and there was a, there was a, there was a bread loaf. There was a log so huge, in the one toilet that it was it was stuck and it physically couldn't flush down. And so I had to go outside and get a stick, and go back in and crush it up with a stick so it would flush. <laughs> and it's like, and it, it's it like bigger than that. The third from the Indiana Mall, the infamous monster. Oh man, I don't know if I remember that. Oh come on, our cousin had to have sent you pictures of that multiple times. Oh, you're right. I remember what you mean. It wasn't the girth; it was just literally like curled up. It was. It like was four feet long. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, I remember what you mean. Uh, no, this was this was a girthy, giant, fucking like I don't understand how it came out of somebody. Like it had to have this poor woman, like had to have like I don't know. Her asshole had to have like well, ruptured. It wasn't small. <laughs> Probably not, but but it's like I, I can't oh, imagine how that came, came out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, so so large that it physically cannot fit down the toilet. Uh, it's it was it was very impressive. I still have a I still have a video of it. How embarrassing for a woman <laughs> to, to have the biggest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it's not very ladylike. Yeah, but maybe it's being having worked. You know, as a custodian, or I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like I we were raised better than that anyway. But, uh, 
No, no better or worse, take shit like that. <laughs> that if I did leave that somewhere in a public place, that I would myself would be the one to go out and get the stick and go back in and break it up and make sure it goes down uh-huh. so that it's not someone else's problem. Like, well, know, someone else's problem now. Like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I wouldn't I know. just leave a loaf you, like that you, unless it was a Waffle House or something. <laughs> don't you think you would look back at it and go, "That's going to be really hilarious for someone else to take care of." <laughs> you know what? Well, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, you're. That's that's also correct. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you want to talk about some games or uh, you'll keep talking about shit. Oh, there was one more shit thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of women and shits, whenever I was in college, it was there, there was like a break in between cla- in this one class because our classes were like four hours long at the Fart Insta Poop of Schittsburg. <laughs> the Fart Insta Poop of Schittsburg, uh, where I went to school, one of the biggest joke schools that's never existed and has happily closed down due to like fraud and shit but anyway during a break between classes this one lady was like she's like all right well i want to go take a big greasy shit (laughs) (laughs) and me and my friend just looked at each other like holy shit did that girl just say that (laughs) i mean it was funny but it was not uh i don't know i didn't masturbate for a week after that (laughs) no i'm I'm down to earth i'm just one of the boys i take greasy shits too (laughs) y'all I can't find a boyfriend. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, no, no. what color is yours typically? <laughs> Mine's purple. Yeah, well, that timing might work out. That might be. Might have been about the time the Heinz purple ketchup was out. Yeah, back, back when. <laughs> back when you, has your um, ever been purple? No, not purple. Hmm. That's good. That's probably good. I don't think if I had, like dark greens and stuff, of course. But yeah, is it green or is it just like the shine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had green. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it uh, like if the uh, the bacteria and stuff in your gut don't have enough time to like eat at the shit, it'll be greener. Right. I, I guess. How many people do you think are still listening? <laughs> if we normally have ten <laughs> listeners, how many people do you think are still listening right now? Three. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll make sure to have specific timestamps that yeah, if, time uh, stamps if people, really. yeah. Don't give me no, give me no shit, man. Oh yeah. boy, oh boy. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, the first thing I guess. I mean, the, kind of in the industry now, everybody. So, yippee for me. Oh yeah, that. So no, I just, I was gonna say about it. So, yeah. it gives me a little so, more credibility here. So, yeah, we're gonna be working together now in video game localization. Yes. Which means if you play mobile games and some PC, some PC games from South Korea and China. You will probably see our work. Ooh. Especially if you see the words poop and pee in there, because that's all we're going to put in every game. <laughs> Actually, but there was one game one game I was working on, and uh, there was a quest to go clean up dinosaur poop. And uh, I named the cat the quest Call of Duty, but I spelled duty <gasps> like poop. Whoa. Yeah, it was really good. And we gave it to the client, and they were like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm so glad you did that. And I was like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man! Yeah, the game has, has have experience now, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. all right, so as our tradition has been, we're going to start with the topic of the show. I don't think uh, you know this week. Last couple weeks, we did a lot of Blizzard stuff and a lot of you know kind of more uh, serious conversation and a lot of like you know diving into the details of of cases and things and talked about uh, unionization and all kinds of less fun things. So. We figured, well, we'll keep it a little lighter this time, 
And this also harkens back, this was Josh's idea. This also kind of harkens back to our very first episode where we talked about uh, whether video games are a waste of time. And so this week. Yes, I have a question. I have a question for you. We skipped the corrections, but we'll go. We'll do it after this. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. So the question is, if you were, I'm assuming, how many hours of video games do you think you play a week? Uh, it varies. There's some weeks that I hardly play at all, just if I'm busy with things. But, but on average, I mean, at least. Yeah. Or you can at say least, between this and this. Yeah. Like at least 10. Because even, yeah. even if I don't play games every day, I might still at least get on a Rocket League with the boys for like an hour at night. So it's, the boys. The yeah, boys. Like almost every night. Mm-hmm. So let's say 10 to 20 hours. Some some days if I, you know, if it's the weekend and I'm not doing anything and I can get a get a classic uh, good old marathon in, I, I still enjoy to do that very much. Very much. Yeah. I mean, some weekends, I'll pick like a Saturday or Sunday and play almost all day. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'd probably say I play between 10 and 30 a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, then that's not the question. The question is, if you weren't playing video games, what do you think you would do with your time? This is a question that I want everyone to ask themselves because I I, I was thinking about I, We decided to ask this question a couple of days ago, and or was it just last night? But I've been thinking last about night. it. And I was like, man, I think the answer is going to be scary for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think everyone needs to ask themselves, could I be doing more with myself other than this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love video games. I don't necessarily think it's a waste of time, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, go start off with your answer. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's difficult kind of for me because I've literally been playing games since I can remember. <laughs> like, since yeah, I could hold a controller, I've been playing. So an easy answer if I like assuming I would even still be a similar person because because again they've just been so impactful on me I can't even begin to imagine who I would even be without them but if I were still kind of right. similar to how I was now I would probably be probably be doing a lot more reading and writing and like doing a lot more creative things and you know I sticking to projects more like maybe doing like music or something I would probably be doing more music I probably would have yeah. actually you know pursue that more instead of just you know kind of let it let it go over the years maybe i'd be a pro wrestler because i loved wrestling so much oh as a kid <laughs> oh, i talk about that to june all the time my girlfriend like those are, those are the two things i would like to be is like a writer which i do do that now and i just self-publish stuff but that or like a pro wrestler like all in all seriousness mm-hmm. yeah yeah thinking back to just the foundations of the, just the things that i was into as a kid, it's it was video games, it was music, and it's it was wrestling, right? So it probably yeah. I probably just would be wrestling, wrestling or music or something. Yeah, that's a good thing or a good point. I didn't really think about that. Like, if I didn't play video games when I was little, I might be a pro wrestler right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like my job, my main job for the past seven years has been in video games. So video games still took me in a path where I make money and not living off of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like they were a waste of time. They still led me somewhere where it's some somewhat somewhat successful or whatever you want to call it. I just have I can make a living off of video games basically. Mm-hmm. And now you're in the same industry. It was so important to us when we were growing up. You know, thinking back to the trampoline wrestling, and not only did you know me growing up with Eric and Matt 
not only did we watch it on TV all the time, not only did we get to enjoy growing up in the Attitude Era and just how much how influential just all that was on us, uh, but doing the trampoline wrestling, doing our own scenarios, mimicking the 1998 Hell in a Cell by getting a ladder, getting up on the roof, and mock throwing each other off down onto the trampoline <laughs> as if we were throwing each other off a cell. I remember the first yeah. time I did a moonsault. You were there for that, right? No, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was there. I, I was there. I saw Undertaker throw mankind off of the top of the cell in Pittsburgh. Yeah, legendary. And, uh, and I was sitting on the side where they threw him off, so it was crazy. And That's me so and like cool. four of my friends, we just looked at each other like, "What the <laughs> fuck just happened? Is he dead? He's dead, right?" Good crazy. God Almighty, he's broken in half. Jesus yeah, I, I Christ! Yeah, I saw. That's amazing. I saw a lot of really cool wrestling things. I saw. I just watched the podcast with Stone Cold and Chris Jericho a couple nights ago, and they were talking about the uh, they're talking about the Jericho versus Triple H at like um, State College, I believe, and I was there, so I saw Jericho win the belt off of Triple H. Whoa! I saw CM Punk's last match at the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh before he just came back to AEW, which is awesome. I'm really excited for Sunday. Uh, yeah, I was lucky. I got to see a lot of cool stuff in the wrestling world. Yeah, that's amazing, especially. Uh... I mean, the, the Hell in a Cell, legendary. I mean, I'd just say probably top 10 easily, but maybe even like top five, just most like famous kind of oh. things that have happened, would would you say? I I think it might be the number one. I think that's... It might be number one. Because Mon- Montreal Screwjob's up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely up there. Screwjob's big and stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. I think that's what everyone thinks of, of like, hey, what's the craziest match you've ever seen? And they're like, well, it's that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely I mean, the, the match I've watched there, the like most. Chokeslam back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that's the ma- match I've seen the most. Like I, I can watch it anytime. I can rewatch it anytime, anywhere, and still just be like, still just be like, like oh, how did this even happen? Like it's still, it's never not just amazing to behold. Yeah, yeah I, I think people don't realize how special wrestling is and how cool it is. Like, especially like the fan reactions. Sometimes I'll turn on the intro for like CM Punk versus John Cena whenever CM Punk won the title right before he was supposedly going to end his contract, just to hear the loudest boos you'll ever hear for John Cena <laughs> and the loudest cheers you'll ever hear for CM Punk. Like, it's still, like I watch it and it kind of gives me goosebumps. I'm like, holy shit, like people are so into it. And it's like, yeah, it's like it's just a really special, weird thing, professional wrestling. It's such a weird concept that it exists. And like, I don't know, I love it. I think it's awesome no, for a long time wwe ruined it and made it hard yeah. to watch mm-hmm. but it's gotten good again the past couple of years even even wwe with nxt has brought it back a lot yeah wwe definitely you know i guess probably the main reason i did fall away from it and then having fallen away from it over the years it's just it's hard to get back into it even though i still understand it like you're saying how awesome that nxt and aew are but it's still just hard for me to care anymore to even get into it besides i mean it's fun when we're together to watch it but i just can't ever but anyway i, I did want to say another thing branching off of that is even though i don't watch it anymore i still i still have a fondness of it you know it's still like a part of me i still love pro wrestling and appreciate it and so another one of those fan moments you were telling me about the other day when you sent me the video of Jer- that jericho match where for some reason a stipulation of the match was he couldn't have entrance music or whatever and the crowd just sung it for him and yeah and i was glad you sent me that because because yeah. it's like holy fuck that is that's awesome that's so cool yeah every time jericho comes out 
in AEW, the crowd sings like his entire song and like Jericho just has this smile on his face. He can't get off because he's so like happy and he's filled with so much joy. He just can't control <laughs> it. Even like whenever CM Punk came back, uh, he was getting all, he was super teary eyed on his way out because it was so loud and people were so happy to see him back. It's like, it's really good moments to watch, especially nowadays with COVID and like politics tearing everyone apart and everyone just hates each other uh-huh. to watch you turn on professional wrestling and it's the opposite it's everyone is so happy and just having fun it's like i, I really feel like professional wrestling is what the world needs right now it's really weird <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i can't argue that so that reminded me speaking of just uh you know jericho's happiness and, and how moved these people can be to see uh fan reactions and to see people take to their art so much you know oh yeah there's a never seen punk came back there was this dude in the audience like reaching out towards seeing punk and just crying like there's tears no. in his eyes and people were making fun of him obviously but right but when, like seeing punk defended him he's like hey i understand what that guy's feeling right now i'm a huge sports fan and it's a big moment like don't make fun of that dude yeah fuck no but, but that made me think <laughs> though too just like wrestlers like i said maybe the other thing i'd be doing was music you know i, I think of something like an ensiferum concert or or what have you, where, you know, that the crowd's all like a folk metal concert where everyone links up in the crowd and everyone's just like screaming Finnish lyrics that they probably don't even understand or whatever, you know, and people just go nuts. And it's just like this like brotherly, just love party of people just having fun and drinking and, and just like to see people like uh, Petrie Lindrus just with a big smile on their face as they're like shredding and people are just going nuts, yeah. you know, just the... Uh, yeah metal's always been like that mm-hmm. it's always happy even though i think people picture it as like really angry crowds but it's not like that at all i mean there was one insiferum concert we went to and you were there but i don't i don't was there like a time you weren't allowed up front for some reason was that a thing there was like an insiferum concert where me and you and seth went our cousin i believe and we all yeah. put our arms around each other and we, with some strangers and we were doing like a folk circle dance uh-huh yeah, it's metal concerts are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. But yeah, just but any music, really, any any band, just to see a crowd reaction or you know, uh, it's it's fun to see the person on stage having fun, and it's like a it's like a cyclical back and forth kind of you know the relationship between the performer and the audience and and yeah, uh, yeah when the audience is good, yeah, it really fuels the band or wrestler or whoever's performing, and it always sucks whenever like. Because my girlfriend and I, we went to see Children of Bodom on their last tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a band there called Wolfheart. And uh, the music's decent, but it's not, doesn't really, I mean, for me, and apparently for the audience, it didn't didn't really, on Soul the Sun was there as well. Uh, uh-huh. And they're, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But Wolfheart was playing and like, no one was really getting into it. And like, the singer was just insulting the crowd as if it was the crowd's fault that his music <laughs> isn't moving people. And it's like, sorry, dude. Right. It's kind of your fault. It's just not, it's decent music. I'm not, it doesn't suck, but it's not, you know, it's not like in Sephirum. It doesn't get you lively and happy. Or Children of Bodom, where you're just like, oh, fuck this riff. Right. You know I mean? It's just mm-hmm. not like that. It's more like, I don't know. I don't want to describe their music because I'm not super familiar with it. I've only heard maybe four of their songs on youtube or something but yeah i mean it's it's one thing if you're like a young like i don't know like a punk band and you want to be uh confrontational with the audience or something but that's that sounds different that sounds like like you should understand what your music is and 
and yeah not blame the crowd if they're not responding to it you know that's that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's on the performer so that sounds dumb but yeah but anyway. i mean other people have done that too i mean phil and Samo has done that at ozfest totally just shitting on the crowd for not being into it <laughs> but he just kind of, it he seems like a phil thing the, to do though i think he made fun of everyone up front because he was like hey your parents bought your tickets that's because because to be up to be in the mosh pit for ozfest is hundreds of dollars and oh yeah so he just assumed he assumed they weren't really like metal metal heads they were just whatever more wealthy people who just bought it to be there or whatever yeah and maybe he's right i don't know he was it was also it wasn't pantera playing it was uh his punk band what was that band called uh spirit is a spiritual something there's down oh down, boy down's a punk <laughs> super joint oh yeah super joint ritual yeah yeah uh and their songs are all they all start out with like one two three four and then it's just <laughs> play some music and their songs all kind of bleed together uh-huh so maybe it's their fault too i don't know but <laughs> right um yeah, I, not that you don't feel. I, li- I like Phil, but stand by Phil. Hashtag stand by Phil. Phil is music, and Fauci is science. <laughs> Phil is metal. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, besides pro wrestling, I, what do you think? What do you think you'd be doing? Would you be an archer? Oh yeah, I was ar- doing a lot of archery last year, and then I stopped for winter, and then I didn't get it back out this year. Sucks because I really liked it. I probably would be doing more of that. I'd be doing more writing. I'm working on an episodic novel. I'm releasing it in episodes and I wrote I'm on episode three and I wrote over half of it in a week and I just stopped and I well I stopped I went was working on the children's book took a couple months to release that then I was just doing yard work in my free time then I went back to video games and I haven't finished this third episode and it's like I know I know I really need to I've been doing other writing I just sat down and wrote like a little poem a couple days ago that I, I actually like a lot I'm gonna Thinking about put, thinking about starting a Substack and putting some writing up there every week, but yeah, pr- pretty much every night. So, you know, our job involves staring at text all day and writing and editing all day. So then after work, I don't want to look at text anymore. Mm-hmm. So a big reason I don't write is because of my work. I almost feel like why don't I just be a truck driver or something, and then when I'm done working, or like work for the USPS, and then when I'm done working, I'll want to write because I haven't done it all day. But when I'm staring at text all day, it's for eight hours it's like i don't want to do this anymore right yeah it's totally so understandable that's a big part of it too besides video games is i just i work with words and sometimes i just get sick of seeing them <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that was one of the good things about being a janitor was uh just like kind of getting everything done and then still having a few hours to just kind of fuck off and like either like go to the computer lab and like for example work on you know, researching the show and like organizing like a, uh, you know, the notes and like the, the outline and everything, like getting able to use company time to, to do things that I actually want to do and getting paid for it was a nice little, was a nice little perk that I'm going to miss for sure. But. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the reason I said Fauci is science, because <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I'm like, I should probably explain it. <laughs> it was like a couple months ago whenever Fauci was like, you question me, you question science. And I was like, it just reminded me of Phil from Ozfest yeah. saying, I am, I am metal. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. So That's funny. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'm doing writing. I think if I wasn't playing video games, I would be doing things that were more productive for my life. Yeah. However, now that we're doing the podcast playing the video games leads into this and we talk about them so if we keep doing this 
then I guess it's not really a, it is leading somewhere. Yeah. So, but if we, if we weren't doing this and I wasn't playing video games, I would probably be advancing myself better as a human being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be like, like a black belt in some kind of like martial art. Yeah. And I'd be like really good at an instrument and I'd probably have like lots of girls yeah, and I have all the girls, probably. <laughs> and I have the khakis and the chicks. Yeah, and I'd be like a professional <laughs> archer. And I would just ride around on a motorcycle with a bow on my back, getting all the chicks that you weren't getting. <laughs> uh-huh. It's constantly doing a wheelie, too. Just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, another I... thought I... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was going to say, anyway, that's not easy to say. I think that's hard to admit that, like, one of my biggest hobbies and passions... It's probably holding all of us back. <laughs> it's also definitely made me way it's kind more of creative, though. In a way. Oh, it certainly uh, it certainly is. Um, it's done a lot of good, though, too. Like it's uh, I think it's made me more like open-minded and like knowledge, like like knowledgeable of the world and stuff. And then um, and just like a more creative person, you know, a more knowledgeable yeah. person generally. Having played so many games, because like any other art form, what like books or movies or whatever. I mean, of course, some games are just mindless games or whatever, but, you know, a, a lot of games are these extremely deep and profound, like, narrative thematic experiences anymore, and, and there there is something to get out of out of gaming. So I might... I don't know. I might not. Yeah. It's tough uh, to say if I would well, be... How I would be smarter. I, I, I sure I'd probably be smarter in other ways, maybe. Like maybe less creative and more, I, you know, I don't know. But music's a creative thing, so right, it's, that's tough to say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you that there's a lot of deep games out there. There's some. I don't know. I, I feel like every time I play a game, I I feel like when, whenever the story kicks in, I I feel like I'm getting dumber. <laughs> like I'm sick of seeing all of the same cliches and story beats. It's not just in video games. It's in movies. It's in everything. Like there's just not that many good writers out there. Mm-hmm. I might be thinking more on like on the indie end of of things that do kind of more heartfelt games with a with a point and stuff. Which whether those aren't fifty percent of indie games just crying about how depressed people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like Celeste a lot, but that's you know that's kind of that's kind of what it is. But so, sometimes games like oh, that don't it? don't resonate with me. But Celeste, yeah. Celeste really did. I, th- I thought they did it well. Yeah. But... Well, I'm maybe I'm more fucked up than you because Inside resonated with me. <laughs> oh yeah, no good and call. It's, it's, uh, and that, no, it absolutely did. Favorite games of all time. Yeah, that game was amazing. I'm glad I finally got and around I, to that. I love the end of that game, where it just ends with like so much <laughs> no meaning. To me. To me, for a long time, Journey was on top of everyone's list. It was like, oh, this is the best indie game ever. And there's so much mean- meaning and it's so deep. And I feel like the developers at Inside were just like, how do we compete with that? Because we're, we're also one of the top indie developers. And they were like, let's just do the opposite. It just ended <laughs> with absolutely no meaning. The pointless, <laughs> stupid ending as a big middle finger to Journey. Like, that's how I felt. And whenever I saw the ending, I was like, man, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Just tumble out the side of the building and die. And there's like a little like ray of sunshine shining on your de- on your body like you said that's it it's over <laughs> yeah uh that was great 
I was playing that like one morning that I had gotten up and I just got to that point. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So like I'm having fun. But Matt came over and he, he comes down. And he's like talking. And he looks over. He goes, what the hell are you playing? <laughs> so like I like explained it real quick to him. It's like, it's really awesome. I was like, this, this just started happening right before you came down the stairs. Like, I don't I don't really know either. But <laughs> I was like, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And fun I, and I awesome. And play that again. Mm-hmm. Man, it's one of those games where I've only played it once, but it stuck with me so hard that it's like I don't need to play it again because I still have all these good memories of it. Mm-hmm. But I do want to play it again within the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, what one other thought I had, uh, the only other thought I have as far as uh, what I could be, if not for video games, was there's this memory that uh, and mom likes to talk about it too. She She laughs at it. When I was like four years old or, or so, around four is when Space Jam originally came out. And so I was into that, of course. And she, we had like those little, like that little play school basketball hoop in the backyard. You know, it's like oh, yeah. four feet high or whatever. And then I had the uh, the Space Jam little jersey. And so then, so I, I would go out there and like play, play with the jersey on, on that play school hoop. And apparently, I kind of remember this, but... I might not, if not for how much mom loves to talk about it, but I told her that I couldn't wait to grow up and turn black like Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's what happened when you when you got older. You just turn you just turn black. If you wanted to be a basketball player, yeah, you automatically yeah. turn black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get I don't taller know if, and you get blacker and you just dominate. Yeah. So I don't know if that's racist of my four year old brain or not. If I should be held racist, if you I want should to be... be black, right, You're right, excited to be black, right, 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 right. Of racist, I don't know. Someone needs to let me know, hold me accountable for that. Unforgivable. Yeah, the word, the word racist doesn't mean anything. Like a lot of words nowadays, like nothing means anything anymore. All these <laughs> words have been just used, and however the fuck people want to use them, and nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. But no, that's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I would have been a black basketball player. You just, you just <laughs> never know. <laughs> possible <laughs> which of course makes me think of the south park episode as well it's pretty much yeah, the entire point of that love. yeah <laughs> yeah you can get the plasty <laughs> yeah uh um yeah any any yeah. other any other thoughts well not really we've already talked about this longer than i thought we were going to uh yeah i just think the point is we could be doing most people could probably be doing more things maybe better things so uh just something to consider if you're sitting around and depressed but you play a lot of video games maybe cut it down by half and yes. do something with yourself <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely talking, I'm, not, I'm talking to myself there too not trying to like preach down right yeah that's that uh that's absolutely something that i've definitely experienced uh especially in my 20s you know getting to the point where it's like okay well nothing's going to change unless I change it. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't just be constantly chugging IPAs and playing video games whenever I'm not at work. <laughs> yeah. I definitely did you that know. a lot in my early twenties, especially after like our, our parents got divorced and I was living with dad and I worked on the weekends. So then I was off during the week. So dad was at work all day and I would just like buy whiskey and I would just play on real tournament and just drink <laughs> whiskey all day. And it's honestly some of the most fun times of my life, just being alone and drinking and playing Unreal Tournament and dominating it. It was like just great memories. I, I do I, I do love those memories, but 
Sure. Yeah. Hey, speaking of a little, uh, uh, a little aside, non sequitur. Speaking of Unreal Tournament, how about that Quake remake? Huh? That do anything for you? Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to say I wasn't I wasn't drinking because I was sad about the divorce. I was just drinking because I enjoyed drinking at that time. <laughs> yeah. The divorce didn't really affect me. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it kind but, of affected me because our dad was a. Well, let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Charity therapy, listeners, listen to us. <laughs> listen to my pain. Yeah, I think that's about it. Do you want to move into the the uh, little correction I have? Yeah, yeah, let's do that now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I meant to do that so, up top. Yeah, last week, you were talking about those Blizzard texts about scamming, scamming women up in the hotel rooms. Uh-huh. And uh, I was saying, I don't know, it's kind of wrong, but I was thinking, I, the whole time I was thinking they were talking about their coworkers, but they weren't. They were just talking about people who... We're going to the expo, mm-hmm. right? BlizzCon. Yeah. So the whole time I was... I'm sure it was like, both. Maybe. The whole time I was but mostly like, oh, expo goers. sleeping with co- co- co-workers. But then I was like, holy sh... Like two hours after we were done recording, I was like, oh, God. No, they were just talking about, like, basically sleeping with fans. Like, like how a band will do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, God, that's totally different. I was like, that's absolutely fine. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think back everything I said about it being wrong, it was absolutely okay. <laughs> That 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 band comparison, I I think is pretty apt because yeah, it's just a known thing that like rock stars are gonna like take puss backstage and that's fine, right? So right, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's the same thing, <laughs> and it's not that it's it is like kind of men using their their I don't want to say power, but it's just women are attracted to men who have done things, mm-hmm. especially things that they like. Like if they like your music, if they like the games you're developing, of course they're more attracted to you. And so, yeah, some men sleep with those people. And as long as everyone is aware that, hey, well, this is just a one-night thing and we're not dating or anything, as long as there's no lies being told, I yeah, I think it's fine. Yep, as long as there's understanding and consent, who cares? Right. Yep. Um, yeah, isn't it funny how it doesn't work like that the opposite way? I guess it kind of does. Like, if you knew a girl who was, like, working for a video game company, you'd probably be a little more attractive to her, right? Po- yeah, probably, maybe. But if it was, like, a... Someone who's like, like if it was like a female who's like, oh yeah, I'm like the CEO of Apple, you wouldn't be like, oh I want to, I totally want to sleep with that chick. Like you, <laughs> you probably wouldn't give a shit. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to correct that because I totally had that. I was thinking of it totally wrong, <laughs> in my head. Sure. Okay. So uh, that's it. Cool. Yeah. I. I think I thought of a couple things I could have mentioned as far as corrections, but I never wrote them down. So whatever. It's done. Go. Who cares? Um, nothing major. Anyway, yeah, so uh, Gamescom 2021 happened recently. <clears throat> yeah, so I just want to run through a little bit of Gamescom real quick. Uh, just because there are some things I think um, we want to have some ideas and opinions on. Uh, so first, there was a 15-minute Elden Ring uh, kind of gameplay thing, which I didn't watch because I'm a giant you know, Souls and Miyazaki fan, and I know I'm going to play it, so it's another one of those things where as much of it that can be a surprise as possible, I would prefer. I don't I don't need to see anything. I'm, I'm already going to play it. It's definitely my most anticipated thing that I can think of. So I meant, I meant to watch that. 
and then spoil it for you on here, but I forgot <laughs> to watch it. So you're lucky. Uh, so from what I've read, though, the understanding is it's supposed to be like this uh, Breath of the Wild occasion of Dark Souls, and it's supposed to be this open world where it's not about like, you know, uh, clearing map space and like following prompts. It's more about, it's supposed to be more about how the environments are designed in such a way where you, you naturally see something and you naturally want to explore it. So I guess that's where the breath of the wild comparisons are coming. But so that all sounds yeah, really, really cool to me. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. Funny. What do you think? Like I was saying the other day, uh, whenever breath of the wild first came out, I said, this is like the Zelda of dark souls. Cause that's what it reminded me of when I started playing <clears throat> breath of the wild and it just dropped you into the middle of nowhere and just said, Hey, we're not going to tell you anything. Figure it out. I really felt like I was playing like a lighthearted Dark Souls. Because mm-hmm. uh, in the very first Dark Souls, that's what they do. They drop you in the middle of the map. You figure out which way you're supposed to go, figure out which way is hard, which way is easier, and they don't tell you anything. Yeah. So it's really interesting that now they're saying, this is like Breath of the Wild, whenever I thought Breath of the Wild was like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. a little like, yeah, a little like kind of cyclical relationship there as, as you see games, you know, seemingly different games how you, you see those kind of influence each other as, as generations go and and games take ideas from other games and, and how the idea all collaboratively just gets improved upon and worked into new things. And and I think that's kind of the direction we're seeing things go right now away from the more Ubisoft, like here's a tower, press the tower, clear the map, here's an exclamation point, go there, shoot some people, you know, more. it seems like more natural and more well, better designed open worlds are kind of becoming more of the thing. I hope. I mean, as I, opposed I to like just empty sandboxes. Totally, yeah. I mean, I feel like most games that I've played, been playing are still the Ubisoft type of go here, clear it, clear this camp, hmm. mark it off your map. Like, Ghost of Tsushima is like that. But uh, it would be nice to see more games like Breath of the Wild where you just naturally see something and want to go explore it. Because that's the thing is like, whenever I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, that's what I felt like. I just pop open the map, and I just feel like there are markers telling me kind of where to go. Mm-hmm. Where you talk to somebody, and they're like, go here, and then it adds the question mark on your map. And like at no point did I see something in Ghost of Tsushima and just naturally say, I want to go see what that is. Never. Because it's like, I know what's over there. Some supplies and weapons. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really special about going over there. And it would be nice to see more games like, like Breath of the Wild where you explore, and then you actually find permanent upgrades they're like holy shit i'm glad i went over there that's awesome i'm rewarded for my exploration Mm -hmm. not just going to clear something or pick up some materials or you know yeah so yeah um as a supposedly it's yeah less it is closer to a souls and less like a sekiro so i mean all in all it just it sounds sounds pretty great to me and i can't wait so anything else anything else to say on that no, what did you say? It's going to be more like Sekiro. No, it's it's supposed to be closer to the uh, Souls spectrum oh, okay. and, less like and less like Sekiro. Yeah. Oh. Well, actually, yeah, it looked like that from the videos I saw. Well, oh, hold on. Yeah, I'm glad because I don't like Sekiro. I know you do. <laughs> I, I love it, but actually, maybe I'm wrong because I think there is jumping in this. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they said it's less like Souls and more like Sekiro. So whatever. You, sorry, it, sorry, listener, I'm not you know prepared. If there's online multiplayer. Yes. Oh, yeah. So there's co-op. You can do the 
You, you still summon phantoms and shit. Uh, All right. But you, it is more like souls then. But you can do up to four. But the Sekiro aspect of it, from what I understand, again, I haven't seen very much, but from what I understand, it's it can be, you can consider it more Sekiro-like in its verticality, you know, because like Sekiro, you, yeah. not, not only could you jump, but you had the grappling hook. And so this, you can you can mount up, I guess, you know, there's a, there's more verticality. And I'm not sure if there's a grappling hook, but you can at least jump and your horse can jump and shit. I think there might even be a double jump. But, uh, and like, I, so I guess combat's maybe a little, a little looser like that than, yeah, like yeah. than the, yeah. So, but either way, I'm, I have, I have complete, uh, trust that it's going to be great and I can't wait. So, yes, that will be, that will probably be one of the rare day one buys for me. I don't normally buy game, games on the day one. I mm-hmm, wait two months till they're half off. But uh, I think that one I'll probably get first day. Yep. Yeah, whenever Sekiro came out, I went, because I was going to visit uh, Ryan that weekend. I, I went to GameStop and I bought two, because it, it was also his birthday. So I bought one for me and I bought one for him, uh, just because I, I just wanted to buy it. And that's usually not how I am. But when it comes to Miyazaki games, you better believe it. Yeah. And for like two weeks, you kept texting me how much you hated it. <laughs> yeah, so, me, like, I don't get it. Giant paragraphs of rants <laughs> how much how frustrated you were. <laughs> Uh, and then once it clicked, it was like, oh, wait a second. This is great. But yeah, so uh, I'm not going in any particular order here, but uh, we had Halo Infinite and then also the Halo Infinite special uh, Xbox X console. Any any yeah. any Halo thoughts? Because we didn't play no. the beta, right? Nope. Uh, I mean, I've seen videos of it, and it just looks like Halo, and it's going to be Halo. So we all know what we're getting. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was, all they showed was like a new trailer. Which is fine. I mean, the past couple of Halo stories have not done anything for me. I don't know if any... I think maybe Halo 2, I did like the story, but... And Halo 1 a little bit, but everything else I, I don't think really did much for me. Reach was okay. Yeah. I don't really care about the Halo story. I don't really care about the Halo universe. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the multi- I'm excited for the multiplayer. I'm excited for the single player too, but I just know I'm not going to give a shit about the story. Unless they surprise me and it's like super deep and like, you know, some philosophical shit going on that's going to challenge me but isn't you know it's not going to right i, I don't know if it's i because i didn't care for a while and so i don't know if it's like hype shit or what but for some reason i'm starting to like care and want to play it but i, I still don't anticipate it like you're saying being anything that's exceptionally gripping you know but uh <laughs> so we got uh there was call of duty vanguard Call it duty. Remember when I named that quest Call of Duty? Call it duty. Remember that? <laughs> after the poop? After the dinosaur poop? It's like poop. <laughs> um, so there's a little, they showed like a chapter of one of the missions when you play as some like some Russian sniper gal and it was just like shit was blowing up and set piece things and it looked like Call of Duty yeah. except now yeah. you can climb up walls. Whoa, that's the new thing. Holy crap. There's bricks that stick out of walls. You can climb up them. Holy shit! Can you fucking yep. believe it? And it gives you little prompts. Let's say climb. Yeah, go ahead and climb. And then I you want games. And then you hold up. Doing this. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? Uh, don't people understand that prompts break interaction? Like, I, I guess some games give you the option to turn them off. I think. Or maybe I should start doing that because every time oh, a game yeah. tries to hold my hand, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I get it. I can climb here. I don't want a big thing on my screen that says climb, push X, climb. <laughs> Like let me right. figure it out for myself. Just let me do something on my own. <laughs> That's how I feel. Anyway, uh, yeah, just look like just look like Call of Duty. 
people running around people just run out randomly and then you shoot them and then they're dead and things explode and then you win you win um i do i am uh an off and on multiplayer player um i loved modern warfare 3 back in the day was one of my favorites uh i played that for a while black ops have always been hit or miss but i i we really liked speaking of like what what we've been playing i wasn't even going to mention this but from time to time i do get on with uh you know a couple guys and play world war Two. still one of the older call of duties because you can uh you can do private matches and put in uh meat sims and oh yeah you can make them like as good or dumb as you want and so it's just like the three of us versus like, like the max number of <laughs> meat sims you could put on the other team and they're all just yeah. like kind of stupid and you, you kind of just run around and just get like massive score streaks and it's just really 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 fun and it's really satisfying uh it's one of the only ones that does this whenever you shoot whenever you get a headshot it goes ting and because you really oh yeah you get it. so anyway that's sledgehammer made that and sledgehammer is also the ones working on this vanguard so i'm kind of excited I, I didn't give a shit about cold war but i am i'm curious about vanguard um oh the, the last modern warfare i really liked as well i played that the most but the only thing that's gonna really hamper my curiosity in it is just supposedly the the file size is still going to be outrageous because yeah, that's the thing what what was the last call of duty that you bought me for like christmas was that the remake was that the reboot of yeah Modern warfare yeah 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 i would every time I, I would try and play it like once every like a couple weeks or maybe once a month and every time i turned it on it was like you need a 70 gigabyte update yes and then one day i was just like i'm done I just uninstalled mm-hmm. it. I'm like, I don't want to sit here for an hour and a half to play this game for an hour once every few weeks. I just uninstalled it. I was sick of it. I, you couldn't even play single player without updating it. And I was like, fuck this. I was so frustrated. Yeah. And it makes no sense. And they're, they're just seemingly doing nothing about it. Like, there has to be something they can do, right? But they, they, uh, they're not. But whatever. So, eh, we'll see. I'm going to keep my eye on that. That's uh, November 5th that is coming out. We had also... Uh, I anticipated getting a release date for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Very, very excited. That was one of my most anticipated things this year as well. Me too. But uh, all we found out was April's playable now. April O'Neil is going to be a playable character. And they pushed it to 2022, but still no set date. So that's yeah, a bummer. That sucks. Um, I, you know, I watched the trailer, and at first I was like, why the, f- the hell is April O'Neil swinging a hammer around? And then I realized the camera, TV uh, camera. Uh-huh, camera on a cord. So hopefully, I mean, maybe that means like they. I'm hoping they'll add like other characters in too, like Casey Jones and maybe like the robot turtle that Don, that Donnie that makes. So much cooler if they added Casey Jones instead of April O'Neil. They might though. That's what I'm saying. If if they're adding April, maybe they'll add like a whole bunch of people because that'd be sweet. So hopefully we'll see. That would be really awesome. So hopefully we'll see Casey. Maybe that bunny, that white bunny guy. They're not gonna add that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the white bunny guy. Uh, the the garbage man. From the, or yeah, the garbage guy. No, he's a bad guy. But Bugman, there was the one was, cartoon where uh, Michelangelo was in love with Bugman, who's like the superhero. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That's kind of. It would be cool though. if they just added different costumes for the turtles. Like how all of the action figures had different costumes, mm. like Detective Donatello and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Throw a bunch of those costumes, and that'd be really awesome. I'll pay top money for that. Top dollar, I will mention as well. Uh, it's being um developed at least published but i think also developed by a uh, dot emu who are the guys that are 
that are doing Windjammers 2, which we'll talk about later. And they also did Streets of Rage 4, which we loved it very much. Oh, that was really good. So it's yeah. the same people working on this. So I, I, I completely trust it's going to be really, really great. What I'm surprised about is it looks like it's all there. Like what's like maybe it's just like COVID shit or working from home or something. But like it looks like a lot of the game's done. Like what could possibly be have pushed it like another six months down the road, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Unless they added April Neal at the last second, and then I have to like. <laughs> we need to get this April in here. Test the, the uh, balance. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the April balance. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they. Maybe they've only showed. Maybe, maybe a bunch of the levels are done, but the last couple of levels aren't done, and they just have to finish it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, big. We're big turtle fans. Growing up, we love turtles in time and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I, I will just say lastly that uh, um, turtles in time gets all the uh, all the love. But the uh, Hyperstone Heist is the one that's fondest to me because that's the one that you had on Genesis. Yeah. So the same kind of games, the same side scrolling, but it's but it was the one that had like the the mutant attack of the killer pizzas, like in the sewer, has those that come out. Like uh, there's like a lot of the same bosses, but some things are in different orders. It has killer yeah. killer croc in it. Of, is that his name? It killer has croc. A lot of the same stuff. No, it's from from the arcade one, right? Yeah. But it's like different. It's slightly different. Mm-hmm. And um, Eric and I legitimately I beat it. It's one of my proudest games things. In the arcade, do you fight Super Shredder, or is it just in Hyperstone Heist do you fight Super Shredder? I think it's just Hyperstone Heist. I think it's just regular Shredder in Turtles in Time. Yeah, I think so too because I think I played it. In, I played the arcade version recently, and I, I think I was thinking like, oh, I'm excited to fight Super Shredder, and then it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's one of my. It's one of the earliest games I can remember beating. I, I remember how happy and I, Eric, were when we did that. And it's just it's another one of those things where it's like, I don't understand how me as like a six, seven-year-old kid could play those things legitimately. Whereas like if I were to do it now, it's just like going back and playing like Comic Zone or like Earthworm Jim or Booger Man or whatever. It's like, this is really fucking hard. How did I used to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it always felt really good because you would make it to the end of the game of the turtles game and you're like you come down to like your last life and you're fighting the final boss and you're like oh my god and you're like concentrating so hard because you can't make any mistakes mm-hmm. even though those games are cheap and you just sometimes you just get hit and there's nothing you can do about it yeah oh yeah at least in the arcade versions that's how it is because they want to take as many quarters from you as they can although i will say that games like the earlier games like sunset riders you can beat those if you if you're skilled and you remember the bosses and stuff mm-hmm but then they kind of they started taking that stuff away in order to make more quarters, up until like Time Crisis Two came out, and uh, like I I became like a pro Time Crisis Two player. I could beat the whole thing on one credit. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's, that's I'm glad you said Sunset Riders because I think that is one of the ones that I think that is my favorite kind of classic like arcade kind of game like like that. It has to be number one even above Turtles because it is just like very well balanced and very 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 playable. Like you're saying, it's it's not that cheap. Uh, I used to think <laughs> Hanzo, <laughs> the cat's on me. Uh, He's lonely. I remember. I remember used to th- uh, thinking that the Indian chief was kind of cheap, but I think I think because he throws out the fan of daggers and it's really hard to avoid any of them. But I think if you like slide right at the right second, you can kind of like slide dash right in between two of the daggers at yeah. the right time. You you can, but it's really hard. He is the cheapest. Yeah, but I can. I was. I used to play that game a lot. And I was able to like get through the whole game with only one like, one continue, I think. But yeah, he's the hardest boss, I'm pretty sure. And that dude, the Osta Bye Bye guy <laughs> with the Gatling gun, he's a little he can be a little tricky. 
mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, you can get yeah. really good at that game and make it through. Um, yeah, I think that I think Sunset Riders and Gunstar Heroes are my two favorite two D games. I I never beat Gunstar Heroes. I, I don't think not even on a like an emulator or anything. Huh. I would like I would like to try like save stated or something, but oh yeah, I recommend going back and doing it, playing it again. Uh, okay. Oh, and then uh, I mean I don't care. We don't care. But speaking of April, they're also putting her into that Nickelodeon fighting game, which I don't know why it even exists. Uh, I don't know what it is. I guess it's just a Smash Brothers knockoff, but with Nickelodeon characters, <laughs> and obviously not. Oh, really? And it's not. It's not going to be as good <laughs> as Smash Brothers, obviously. So why what even make it? Nickelodeon characters. What's that even mean? Uh, what well, pow- the cartoons that are on Nickelodeon? Yeah, it's uh, Nickelodeon franchises. They have a couple turtles because they they own turtles now. So April, they have a couple turtles. They have April. Uh, they have SpongeBob. Pa- uh, they have well, they announced Patrick from SpongeBob. They, oh, an- really? okay. they they announced and this is my favorite one. This is like, this is the coolest one. Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. Whoa, nice! <laughs> I know, that's awesome. So that is really awesome. But... I just watched that a couple weeks ago. Powdered <laughs> Toast Man, the one where he comes down and like shakes stuff out of his butt. Uh-huh. Man, or no? What a does show. he heat the toast up in his butt and then he shakes like the powder off his chest? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Like does yeah, does the bread like <laughs> like pop out his butt? Or yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, that looks pretty great. I mean, Powder Toast Man is great. Uh, Horizon Two. Oh no, he folds. He folds his head down and then scrapes the powder off of his toast head. <laughs> oh. That's what he does. <laughs> um, uh, Go ahead. Horizon Two. Uh, it's announced for February eighteenth. It looks really, really good, like visually. Uh, it looks pretty smooth, but um. Yeah, but she's fat now, and I hate it. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. She has a makeup on. I don't like her. She's ugly. So it's uh, st- stupid. Yeah, the first time I watched that, she's still trailer, pretty hot. I didn't notice, but then after people no. were talking about it and I watched it again, I did notice that she had more of like a chipmunk kind of face. Mm-hmm. I still don't give a shit, but yeah, it, it, it does seem like a little bit of a change. That was a yeah, that was a, that was a weird backlash to happen. Like who, like what? But anyway, uh, so I don't know. I don't much to say about that. Besides, uh, I'm definitely gonna play it, but I'm not particularly like super Are excited. You? You didn't finish yeah. the first one, did you? Oh yeah, I did. I played the first oh, you one. You did. I just didn't. Just uh, me that didn't finish the first one. I'm projecting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the DLC because you know, who gives a shit? I don't. I don't too often do DLC. I have to really like something. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Obviously, the the combat was the the coolest part of it. Uh, I'm, I remember people going on about like all oh, the characters and the world. The world's so alive and like all these characters and. It's like, what the hell game did you play? Because I thought everything yeah. was just kind of like dead and lifeless to me. Yep. And the character is not very interesting. So, yeah. well, uh, yeah, I've, I haven't, I just deleted it again. I've installed it like three different times and tried to finish it. And I can't, I, it's too boring to me. I don't care about the story. I think fighting the dinosaurs is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think fighting the humans sucks. I think the story, I don't think the story sucks, but I'm just not that interested in it. I don't really care about Alloy that much. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, I think she's a cool, unique character. I think she definitely stands out. But I don't. I just don't care about her story. I don't care about this world. And yeah, like you said, the world just felt dead. You just walk around, and it's just dinosaurs. There's just robots walking around, and you know the same patterns, which I thought was took away from it. That it was that you could even like bring up a little trail and watch their exact pattern. That was part of like the skill you unlocked, right, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like. Was it not being random? 
that takes away a lot of the thrill of the excitement of like, is it going to find me? Which way is it going to go? It just felt boring to me, especially like you can just, couldn't you just whistle and call them over and then just stab them? And I was like, yeah, God damn, but it's so dumb. Sorry. I just, I, I can't yeah. finish it. And I probably, I don't even know if I'll play the second one. Cause I don't want to yeah. play the second without finishing the first. Right. I, yeah, I'm going to, I want to play it more just from a, uh, just something awesome to play on a PS5. And, and, and I'm sure they are going to fill out the world much better. And, hopefully make things a little more interesting but we'll see uh that's that definitely won't be a day one thing for me but uh i'm sure i will eventually play it so yeah i'd ra- i'd rather have kill zone on my kill zone back kill zone what about resistance i'd rather have a cow zone <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't even get me started on resistance i love resistance and i'm not one of those people a lot of people think resistance one is the best i think it's the worst uh, i don't think it's a bad game but i think it's very kind of cookie cutter and i think as they went on they got way better mechanically and everything and part three i think had one of the best fps multiplayers i ever played oh uh yeah i i I don't necessarily i'm not necessarily dying for them to bring resistance back but i would love for them to remaster all three in one game and release it because i would buy the shit out of that yeah i i want to too because i know how much you love them but i yeah i never got through the first one I never finished it for whatever reason because RJ and I, RJ and I at least started it twice in co-op and just never, just kept falling off of it. I don't know. So, yeah, I understand that. I don't think the first one. A lot of people shit their pants over the first one, but I just don't see it. I think it's decent. I think it's like a seven and a half out of ten. But I think part two was like an eight and a half out of ten, and part three is like a ten out of ten. Like I, platinum part three, I played it like I don't even know. I have a I have a horror story for part three because I was. I think you had to finish the game like five times in order to get because like, you had to Shit. finish it to unlock the next difficulty and then you had to finish that difficulty to unlock the next difficulty something like that and i remember like i had to finish the game five times to get the platinum and my playstation 3 exploded right at like right what? on the last level of the last difficulty and i lost my save and i had to buy a new ps3 and then restart it and play it all again and i did to get that platinum holy shit <laughs> Uh, Damn, but you know, because I love that game so much, and it's so fun to play that it didn't bother me like at all. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved the world. I loved the character. The environments were I thought were really awesome. The enemies were great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I love I love Resistance Three. I would I, yeah, I would absolutely play a remaster if if they did that. Um. Okay, so we have a. Uh, you wanted me to check out the trailers for a few games here. Uh, first one, Cult of the Lamb. So I thought yeah, it's like a. Looks like a hack and slash RPG with some base building that uh, has a satanic theme, which we're always down for as metalheads. Yes. The more Satan, the better. Always. Yeah, that... Sorry, religious listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much uh, my only little note on the on the trailer was yeah g- gameplay a lot gameplay wise it looks like it is what it is, but yeah the the QT art mixed with the uh, satanic imagery yeah it's very appealing to me so. It's definitely yeah. something I, I would probably check out. Um, it looks really cool. Can't really mm-hmm. say much about it until we see. There's no details of it. It's just a little trailer. So, yeah, it just looks cool. Yep. So, I'll bring this up here because uh, again, we're not really going in any particular order anyway. Sorry, listener. But uh, so, speaking of the satanic imagery, um, they announced this game called Blasphemous Two, which they're aiming for 2023. But I never even heard of Blasphemous One, 
but uh, just looking at a few screenshots, it looks like a gritty kind of maybe like a Castlevania-ish kind of just yeah side-scrolling hack and slash as well. But the but the art is real, it's like real like real like like dark and like uh, demonic and like Catholic. A lot of it's supposed to be a some kind of game on like commentary on Catholicism. And so there's like mm-hmm. a I saw like some boss. It was like this big like freak baby, and then like some boss or some picture with like some girl like some boobs out with a bunch of swords in her um some like skeleton looking pope you know kind of yeah shit like so yeah, a lot i don't of know blood. a lot a of blood, blood so that's another one where it's like gameplay wise it looks like whatever but the uh yeah the, the art and everything and and the themes from what i understand are uh are very appealing to me so i i guess the first one is on oh so in addition to blasphemous 2 they announced DLC for the first one that's coming out, which I guess is going to conclude the story, because apparently the story in the base game wasn't fin- complete. Um, is so, it free DLC? I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, the the first game is, I I would think it would be if it's story important. You, they might just put it out, but don't know for sure. I'll have to look into it. But the first one is on sale on PSN right now. I think for like eight bucks or something. So. I might. Yeah, I think it was eight or nine. Yeah, so I, th- I think I might get in and check it out just because, again, hail Satan. <laughs> we don't really worship Satan. I just want to tell people that. But we really <laughs> are incest brothers. Ba 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 ba. Put my finger in your mouth. <laughs> oh, Someday oh. people are going to hold us to that. They're going to make me put my finger in your mouth. And uh, I'm going to do it. Nah, we'll do it. Whatever. And then I'm going to put it in your butt. <laughs> it's, it's a logical next step <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh all right so there was midnight fight express or flight express midnight fight express right fight. and yeah yeah uh, so what do you think of that i think it looks awesome and i hope it's as awesome yeah. as it looks it's like a hyper violent beat-em-up as what it looked like to me mm-hmm. and uh but look there's like a lot of grapples and like counters and stealing guns off of people and then just shooting them and then like doing martial arts moves at the same time and i was like man this looks this looks good i hope it's as good as it looks it comes out sometime next year but the trailer's only a minute long it's hard to tell too much gameplay other than just you beat the shit out of people and there's a lot of blood <laughs> yep <laughs> cats going nuts yeah the, the yeah, co- little hanzo the combat looked like real varied and stuff because like yeah because you're like guns uh knives uh, you can like throwing trash cans, grapples, melee. So it looks like you can do you can use about anything in the environment. And so you you know what uh, the first thing that crossed my mind was watching the trailer was fighting force. Fighting force. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's like this looks like a modern. Uh, yeah. Fighting way more force. Brutal. Way more brutal. Fighting. Yeah. Force. But uh, yeah, I love that game. I loved fighting force. <laughs> yeah, I just played the N sixty four version like a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. Not all of it, but yeah. So it looks really that cool. Game is still pretty good. It's funny too. It also makes me think of Sifu, which is uh, you know, slightly different, but kind of that same, just like violent combat, use anything in the environment, yeah. kind of beat 'em up kind of game. So that's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool seeing those. It looks similar, but it, there's definitely a different enough look that it looks like they're gonna they're gonna play quite differently. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and uh, so possibly the last one we really have much to say about doke v uh, uh is that how you say it i don't know 
because it looks like the V is Dokev. at the end of the word, but it's one word, but the V is at the end and it's capped. So is it Dokev or is it Doki V? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say Doki but V, looks, but... It looks fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Asian AF. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I'm a rock star, superstar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing, yeah. I was watching it and I was like, I was being torn in two directions because I was like, this thing looks like it could be super awesome but then the music was making me want to rip my ears off it's k-pop so bad <laughs> and it was yeah. four minutes long so it's long like i had to listen to music for a long time <laughs> it it loops it, the song just starts over in the trailer yeah and plays again it's only about being a superstar <laughs> and then being a rock star after that and then some korean words but you just play as like kids and you're like i guess it's an mmo from what i read and like so you're like you're like skateboarding down the street and like you're just fighting monsters sometimes and it, the graphics are really unique and then sometimes i just don't even know what's going on yeah it looks like it looks like i want to pl- see i want to play this i can tell like yeah sometimes you, it shows people like riding like a like a llama or like a pony or whatever the hell it is or like skateboarding but then sometimes you're just like fighting weird big monsters and then sometimes they're just dancing they're like mascots <laughs> for like sports teams dancing <laughs> yeah it was the most w- weird confusing <laughs> Just like eclectic mix of shit going on on the screen. There's just all these like flashing things. But uh, so I guess so. from what I've heard, there's something about like monster collecting too. And like you summon monsters or something and to help oh, you. I don't know. There's a lot going on, it looks it, like. Yeah. But, but then at one point, the guy like has his glove and like a giant hammer comes out of it. Yeah. And he's like swinging this hammer glove. And but then there's like monsters. I don't know. And skateboards, llamas. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping it's as crazy as it looks and it's really <laughs> appealing. As long as the fighting mechanics are fun, then it should be a decent game. But mm-hmm. it just looks really cool. Even just skateboarding around town and it was like other people in like this big open world. I don't know. It looks like it has a lot of potential to be cool. Yeah. Here's but a, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Very, very interesting way to show it though. Either yeah. way. Either way. Like I, especially for four minutes too. Why? yeah i mean if you yeah i know it's really long it's like i don't know if you if you want to be a superstar or a rock star i recommend checking this trailer out uh the XCOM people uh showed marvel midnight suns and that might be neat oh my god but i don't care about marvel stuff anymore i understand man (laughs) oh my god that's right i was like holy shit that has to cost them a billion dollars because Metallica yeah. ain't going to let that go easily. No. Well, yeah, they had to pay it up for that. And for what? But uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to play it. I, I don't really care about XCOM and whatever. But uh, No. Yeah. Is it an XCOM game? Is it, so is it like a strategic? They didn't show any gameplay, right? It was just like this trailer of people walking towards the camera and looking cool. Well, I understand Man is playing. That's all I saw. Mm-hmm. I think heard somewhere that i think they said it's not going to be quite as focused on the strategy turn-based aspect of it as much but you're still you're still choosing like a team of like a couple heroes to go out with you and so i don't know if it's as in-depth as the XCOM games are i think it's supposed to be a little more approachable mm. slightly so it's like mario rabbits with x-men people maybe that could be um and then uh saints row reboot i don't think we really care about saints row either um, I don't really have much to say about that. I don't care about Saints Row. I watched the trailer, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't like the writing for the trailer. 
I say I'm sick of this tongue in cheek, like, oh, it's violent, but hey, let's laugh about it. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it. I'm sick of seeing this kind of writing. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people were like mad that they were rebooting it or something. And it's like, who cares? Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know. Because uh, cause I played, I think I played the first two. I think I played three, but I don't think I beat three. And they were fine. Like, I remember, like, at the time when I was younger, you know, I was like, whatever, I had fun with it. I, I finished them. But I never played the, the later ones, like the Got Out of the Hell or Got Out of Hell or the more, like, ab absurd ones with, like, the dildos and shit. I never, just never really cared to get into it. Yep. But I, I have a friend that, that really enjoys those a lot. And Yeah, I've only dabbled in the first two, I think, a very little bit. But, yeah, it was like they released it in the era where GTA was huge. GTA is still huge, so... It's like, if you're going to release an open-world city game and you're not going to be as fun as GTA, don't bother. Right. I'm sure they made money, and for a little bit at least, but yeah, I don't know. I get Just like the copycat games, it's like, if you can't improve on what's already out, then why even waste our time? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of games out like that, I feel like. No, I've never yeah. played any of the Watch Dogs, even though I'm sure they're kind of fun. And It's like, I just played GTA, I played Red Dead. I don't have I ever gotten into any other open world city games like GTA? No, I don't I don't feel like I haven't really. Like the first crackdown I liked a lot, but I wouldn't say it's like a GTA type of game and it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, I was thinking crackdown. I mean the only, the only other one I guess would be Mafia, right? We talked about Mafia oh, last yeah, week I did a little like bit. Mm-hmm. But they yeah, had they, you know, they delivered really good gameplay and story and it was worth doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's really funny because you would think people like us would wanna wanna we would wanna run around and hit people with dildos, but just didn't really care <laughs> <laughs> right one thing i'm that i still think about uh that stands out to me and i think they first introduced it in part two but the uh the little insurance fraud side missions where you could just jump and go limp you just want to like oh, yeah. go and jump and like go go limp in front of traffic and then like ragdoll your body around and try to cause mayhem and damage yourself right those are those those are really fun mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's like my favorite like saints row memory is just how fun that those little side missions were. Um, uh, but yeah, so did you want to talk about <laughs> that Tales of Arise presentation or not? Or not? Are you good? Oh, yeah. Look, if you're going to do a presentation and have someone run around and play a violin, just, let the, just make sure that they can play the violin. It just really bothered me that wow. she's dancing around and like, and sometimes the music is like, but she's obviously not strumming it that fast. Right. It's like, look, I get it. You want to have a hot girl look cool doing fake music things. But <laughs> I just was like, oh, this is so cringy. That's how I felt. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm But if you. she was actually playing the violin, it would have been impressive as shit. Right. But, and she wasn't. But if not, then why even do it? Yeah. But Especially because it was so long and it was just... I don't even think they were showing gameplay. They were just showing her dancing around, playing, not playing the music that was playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but pretending to. And it's like, what, why is this a thing? Right. Yeah. It's kind of pretty to watch. I get it. But mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like it was needed to be done we cut the cord the cable cord and so I, I watch pluto a lot now like free pluto tv and th they have a gaming section and ign has a channel and so on so on there i was just watching it on the tv watching the games come live and whenever that came on i watched it for like 15 seconds of this girl dancing it's like okay i'm gonna go i just i got up and walked away and did something yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. take a shit i'm gonna <laughs> go take greasy shit don't make me go where you did. <laughs> Poke it down with uh, a stick. Yeah. I mean, she did a good job, I guess, dancing around and twirling. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm so sorry. I don't want to insult this lady. She did her best. I just it really bothers. I just I don't like seeing people put on giant fake smiles and do fake shit. It just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, well, so it's uh, pretty much our thoughts on on Gamescom there. Before we move on to what we've been playing and talk about our possible Game of the Year 2021 contenders, I wanted to throw this in here. There was a Windjammers 2 open beta for PS4 and PS5 that was announced last month on the PlayStation blog, and it ran from August 11th to the 22nd. Yeah, neither of us tried it, but I wanted to gauge your excitement. You didn't? I did. Oh, you did you, you did try the beta. That's right. I asked you that last night. So, yeah, you did do the Windjammers 2 beta. So what did you think? Because you liked the first one a lot. Uh, yeah, I've liked the first one for I don't even know how long it's been, 20 years. Uh, I mean, yeah, Windjammers is one of my favorite games. And uh, so I was excited that they were making a second one, but I was also kind of worried because it's like, I'm like, man, they're going to try to add something and it's probably not going to fit and it's going to be a little cheap. Because, you know, Rocket League is one of my favorite games as well. And why Rocket League works so well is there's no ultimates. You just have a car. Everyone has a car and there's a ball and you just try and hit it. It's all skill-based. And Windjammers is pretty much like that. I mean, characters have different speeds and different specials, but everything is blockable. Everything is catchable. And that's what makes it so good is it's a big, it's a really intense back and forth throwing this frisbee and trying to score goals. And so for Windjammers 2, they added a jump button. And so when you jump, you catch it and you just throw the frisbee straight down on the other person's court, the other side of the court. Mm-hmm. It's still catchable, but you pretty much have to know exactly where the, you pretty much have to anticipate where the other person's going to aim it. And if you don't get it, it's four points for them and it's it's not like you really have time to even get there it's just you have to hope they throw it where you think they're going to throw it and so it adds this little bit of a i would say kind of a cheap mechanic of can't really block it can't really catch it unless like i said you just predict where they're going to throw it Mm -hmm. you know it's not like the other moves where they're going to spin a certain way to roll a certain way and you can dash that real quick it's just kind of like it's kind of cheap and besides that, everything else is pretty much the same, but new graphics. So I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to play with it more. Um, I'm pretty good at Windjammers. I got the trophy for winning matches. I flew up to like gold rank or something. Oh. I played like seven matches on the beta, and I won all of them. <laughs> so it, it still feels like if you're good at Windjammers, you're still going to be good at it. But this new mechanic, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I feel like it might be abused. Like, I feel like people are just going to block the frisbee, hit it up in the air, catch it, throw it down. And that's how, once you get up, climb high enough, that's how every game's going to be. It's just hitting the disc up, doing the jump catch, and just hoping the person doesn't catch it because it's the cheapest way to score points. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel like, ugh, this might, I think it's what it's going to turn into. Yeah. I don't have as much input. I liked it. I, mm-hmm. just hope it's, I hope that doesn't ruin the game. That's my biggest complaint. Mm. Yeah, so besides messing around with Windjammers 1 with you a little bit, whenever... Um, cause they had ported that to PlayStation in 2017. The first one, uh, dot emu did, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but besides that, I've, I've played more of a uh, disc jam, which is like, like a 3d, almost like tennis game. As far as like the view is the perspective, uh, version of Windjammers. So it's still like a team of one or two. And you're still like on this tennis court, kind of like throwing a disc back and forth, but it's just like a, you know, like a 3d take on it, I guess. And, I played a shitload of that, and uh, we liked it so much that we started playing it in uh, Matt's backyard. 
where uh, we just play it in real life with an actual frisbee to put two guys on each side of a uh, because he has this big like closed in like this big, big fenced in backyard and it's just it's perfect for it. I, I always had this uh, awesome. I always had this idea of setting a camera up on the balcony on his porch, pointing down at us, and actually like recording games and putting it on like a YouTube channel. I think would be fucking sweet. But so yeah, this jam is awesome too. Yeah. I, I would like to see more of those. Yeah, I never, I didn't, I don't even know if I tried that at all, really. But I bet you I would like it. For some reason, I never really played it. It's funny. It's like how we used to like the movie Basketball so much. We started playing basketball mm-hmm. in real life, <laughs> and that's really fun to play as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, last week, listener, we were talking about an idea that we had for not only doing a game of the year for this year, but uh, actually going back to past years and having discussions moving forward, you know, maybe a year or two at a time, uh, even going so far back as like, thinking maybe like 1980. And, you know, even though we weren't alive or I wasn't alive really, or at least not alive very long to go back and kind of highlight some more retro things and talk about what we, you know, to look at those years now, what our games of the year would be and stuff. So anyway, we're going to talk about what we're playing as we always do, um, but we're going to wrap that this week and also into our conversation for what we anticipate our game of the year being this year. Um, and so before we do that, we want to do kind of hash out our rules for uh, what what is a game of the year contender, uh, what counts, and, uh, and also if we want to just have our own individual games of the year or if we also want to try to uh, pick one as, as a unit to uh, actually agree on one as well. So, um, so the first question we can, uh, we can tackle is, uh, where do you think, where do you fall on remakes or re-releases or remasters or what have you director's cuts? Yeah. Like can director's cuts from previous years being released later be this year's game of the year? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think we can, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I think as long as it releases that year, it can be your game of that year. I I think that's fine. Yeah, I used to, I'm more of that mind now. I used to be like, well, if it's barely a remaster, if it's more or less just a port, just a re-release, should a re-release count? But but I think, uh, you know, again, like things like Death Stranding Director's Cut, where the core, not only is the core game experience being enhanced visually, the way it processes and, and runs and everything, but there is new content. There is things that make it different enough that I think do constitute it counting. Um, yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I think it would definitely apply to that game more than Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Right. Whereas it is just a port with like an upper res and an island, whereas Death Stranding seems like it's going to, there's a ton of new things that are going to change the gameplay. And uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think either one's fine. I think if, even if you wanted to do, say that Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is your game of the year, nah, I think that would be fun. Did Ghost of Tsushima come out this year? Or was it last year? It was It was last year. Wow, was it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, this one, I don't know. It falls somewhere in between. Because, uh, you know, so the Diablo 2 remake, which we're going to talk about here soon, and how much we enjoyed it, but... That really is just an up-resed version of the same game that came out years ago, with the only differences being more convenient multiplayer and, of course, yeah. console ports and, and console well, ports. But other than that, it's, it is... Now it up by itself, so that's pretty huge. It, it's different. I think we can, it's basically a new <laughs> game. That's, that's literally tens of thousands of less clicks per playthrough. 
<laughs> but that one, if if we agree that we're doing this, then that's gonna sweep it for me. I mean, that's it. That's my game because that's my yeah. that's like my favorite game of all time. So it's automatically gonna pretty much make it my game of the year this year, <laughs> even though it's a twenty year old game <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, however, that's it really is. sad. That's kind of sad because I, w- I was thinking Man Returnal is gonna be my game of the year easy. But then we, we played the Diablo 2 beta, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be my game of the year. This is it. <laughs> I'm going to spend so much time playing Diablo 2 <laughs> once it comes out again. All right, so we're counting them. Uh, if you don't like it, jollyjellymedia.gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know that you don't like the way we're doing stuff. Yeah. If you don't like that Diablo 2 is going to be our game of 2021, then I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure you don't. You, they probably don't even care. Nobody cares. Who cares, what, who cares whose game is game of the year? I guess some people do get really mad. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that, that almost makes this whole conversation moot because if, if, if we're counting it, it's going to be both of our picks and thus the overall pick. So it's just... <laughs> yeah, this year's pretty easy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If Diablo 2 counts, it's a very easy year. Uh, I almost feel like we should do... Still have a conversation about, okay, well, excluding that, then what would it be? Yeah, <laughs> just so we can still that. have an interesting conversation. So, yeah. But anyway... Yeah, but new games... Yeah. Yeah, if 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 our game leader happens to be a remake, then yeah, we'll just say. And if we don't count this, then this would we we'll, can we'll pick something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then an- another question would be then in this one, I I, th- I think pretty much answers itself. But I, th- I think it's an interesting uh, point of discussion. What about games that came out maybe two or three years ago, a year ago, but that you just played this year, and maybe really, re- maybe it's like maybe it's your favorite thing you you play this year even though it's an older game. Yeah, it's funny because I there was, I think it was like three years ago where, uh, was it 2019? I think it was the one year that, there was one year that I was like, I think Far Cry 5, or I mean, yeah, wait, 5? What's the one coming out next? 6, right? 6, yeah. 5 was yeah, the so cult. the last one that came out, the, whatever year it came out, I think it was 2019, maybe 2018. That was like, this. I think, it's, I think that was my game of the year. But if it wouldn't have been that, I think I replayed Bioshock Infinite that year and i was like this is my game of the year <laughs> you know, is my game of 2019 uh-huh. you know i was playing it for the second time years later it's just so good um, but uh no i don't think you can i don't think you can count that i don't think you can count a game that you played later right as yeah your game of the year. certainly not any uh official ragdoll capacity would de- definitely wouldn't do that i think it's okay to acknowledge on an individual level that that happened but i still don't think even on just a individual ranking level that you should probably uh, avoid ranking things that are old just because you just not played them that's kind of a whole can of worms it's just your game of that year of whenever it came out even though you played it later you just say this is my favorite game of 2017 or whatever Mm -hmm. oh but what you were saying about starting from game of the year for 1980 yeah we're thinking of like every podcast saying hey this is our favorite game from 2020 and this is our favorite game from 1980 and then the next podcast we'll do uh, 2019 and 1981, and we'll just keep working towards the middle. Uh, we're thinking of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be entertaining, especially because for me, I started playing video games when I was four when the Atari was out. So it would be really interesting for me to go back and be like, oh, River Raid is my game of that year. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that mm-hmm. might be kind of entertaining. It's, well, it would be entertaining for the older folks. I don't. Is there even a way to go back and play Atari games other than emulators? Maybe there's something that's out. Maybe there's like an Atari collection or something, but... Yeah, there's probably some, maybe some digital collections. And of course, there's the, the mini consoles too, but those don't have everything, you know. Yeah. 
but they have uh, they're also the mini consoles are easily uh breakable jailbreakable or whatever where you can just make them little rom machines anyway if you want essentially right. but the collections probably don't have customer's revenge either so <laughs> oh yeah it's really hard for people people to play the apex <laughs> of video games from the 80s is that going to be our game of the year that year or uh I wonder. I wonder when that came out in comparison to beat 'em and eat 'em, because that's gonna be a that's gonna be a showdown. <laughs> Shit, that's gonna I was be thinking of beat 'em and eat 'em. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Cutter's Revenge. Is that Nintendo or Atari? Are they both Atari? I think they're both Atari. Yeah. Right. I think those are both Atari games. Uh, yeah, those might be the same year. I wonder. Like they're com- competing for game of the year. That's oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a really impassioned, hard fought discussion there. No, beat him and eat him. No, Custer's Revenge. <laughs> you idiot. How could you even think that? Yeah. You'd rather eat the cum than what... rape the Indian woman? Yeah. Well, it depends on what you, I was going to say. It depends on what you relate to more. Eat semen <laughs> or raping Native Americans. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see if you cut that out later. It's up to you. Oh, well, probably not. I don't think we... that is what those games are. We're just acknowledging it. We're uh, laughing about it. Big deal. We're just laughing about it. Um, yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, then, what we've been playing. Um, yeah, we'll start off with Diablo 2. We already hinted at how much we enjoyed it. We did the beta. Cousin Eric joined us, and we did the whole thing as a as a three-piece. Yeah. And yeah, we played through. The beta allowed you to play through the first two acts. And we did that. And we played... All the way through Act 1 twice, actually, because we couldn't stop. Even though mm-hmm. all of our characters were going to be deleted, we just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. it's The sounds are all there. Just the, the nostalgia is all there. It just looks really fucking good. And it, yeah. and it plays so well, too. And it's, it's such a weird... And playing it on controller, because my initial thought was like, oh, I'm going to... I don't know. I think I want to get it on PC. I think I want that, that full, you know, mouse and keyboard nostalgic experience. But... I mean, the controller works really well, and of course it does. They they did it with Diablo three, but it's a different beast translating that to Diablo two, and it, it really works. It it's well, it's pretty much just assign whatever you want to whatever button you want, but it feels yeah. really good. Yeah, I was surprised how good it controlled. Like it controlled like a three D game. Like you can you have full control of where you're moving. Whereas I guess it was like that on PC where you clicked, it kind of moved, but I felt like it was moving on like a some kind of two D plane. Mm-hmm. But maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, whatever they did, it controls really well. And the interesting thing for me was I thought that what made Diablo was the loot. To me, I thought that's why Diablo 2 is so good because there's so much loot and it's random and it's awesome. And then they really doubled down on that. And Diablo 3 is like crazy random loot. But then going back and playing Diablo 2, I'm realizing it's not just the loot. It's also how challenging that game can be. And like it's actually just really rewarding to play and like when you're fighting the unique bosses and like sometimes that can be really hard and we were uh sometimes with the pe- people we were playing with we were playing with a couple of our friends and they just kept dying especially the one who had never played diablo 2 he just because in diablo 3 which he loves right you're just being fed health orbs you don't have to pay attention mm-hmm. to anything you just shoot you just kill shit and then you collect loot but in this you have to watch your health you have to use the health potions you, had, you can't let yourself get surrounded, especially if you're around a unique monster who like buffs all of the other monsters around mm-hmm. her or him. And it's like, you actually have to pay attention and it's like really rewarding to play. And then I realized, I realized it's not just about the loot. It's also about having to earn the loot. It feels really good and rewarding. 
whereas Diablo 3 is just throwing a bunch of shit at you <laughs> and then you kill it and then you jack the difficulty up to super ultimate hell crazy mode and you're st- it's still really easy you're still <laughs> just getting a bunch of loot yes exactly it's like the difficulty makes really makes the game better yes very very well said um another thing with the potions too is it's not an instant heal either the rejuvenation potion is but the regular health potions are it it fills up your health meter with what you're going to get back and it's a slow regen so it's not it's not as simple as just hitting health potion either you kind of got to you got to back away from monsters and clear little paths you can give it time to actually heal you that's yeah, just... I, totally, I totally forgot about that until we were playing it again. I was like, holy shit, that's right. It yeah. Just, immediately, you, you have to wait for it to go up. Mm-hmm. And it charges up fast, but it's a charge nonetheless. And you can sit there and spam a couple potions, but if things are just beating on you, it's not going to matter. You're just you're just going to die. And it's just... But yeah. yeah. And when you die, you lose gold. Your gold drops. Other people can pick it up. Uh, I think you lose XP. Um, mm-hmm. And then your body's laying there, so all of your equipment is there. You have to go back and pick it up. And like, yeah, our one friend who just had never played it before was just getting, he was just getting wrecked. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? I keep dying. I'm going to die. It's like, dude, you have to take your time. Go pick up your body and get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, re, you know, retreat for a little bit. Fuel up your health potions. Get ready to go back in. You can't just run in and win. Right. The one thing, though, was like the bot, we, we killed the bosses pretty easily. That was one thing where I was like, oh, that's a little disappointing that the bosses aren't too hard. At least not with three people. On multiple playthroughs, it, it, it does get, it will get a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say, too. The elemental damage and resistances are actually important. Even, especially a nightmare, like you're saying, like, that stuff really becomes important on playthrough two nightmare difficulty. You really start have to, you really start having to invest in making sure you have resistances, especially for lightning. But even, but even on the first playthrough, when you first get to the desert with those lightning beetles, that lightning does a fuckload of damage just from base enemies. But just because it's... Yeah. And yeah. Every time you hit these beetles, they shoot lightning out. And you're standing right in front of them, so you just keep getting hit with lightning. And it's like, it just wrecks you. Yeah, so it's actually but, important to have lightning resistance. Like it's, yeah, and whenever, whenever Diablo 2 first came out, I don't think there was any respec. I think they added that in the expansion or something. Like you couldn't just respend your points. Right. So if you spend a bunch of stu- if you spend a bunch of time putting a bunch of stuff points into like your ice spells, and then you get a nightmare mode, and then you re- it's like a normal unique like not a, a normal unique. It's like a unique monster that's resistant to ice. Yeah. And it's just like well can't kill that. Move on. <laughs> yep. I guess I'm running away from it. See, so yeah, so there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's very engaging. It's it can be demanding. Oh yeah. I mean, like you're saying, it's it seemed. I remember it being so much harder, but but maybe like you're saying, it, maybe it was just having the three people and all of us being Diablo two veterans and know what we're doing, and and so maybe maybe it's not as easy as it was for us. Maybe we are actually just kind of good at it, but but it felt a little easier than I that I remember. But yeah, yeah, probably just because it was three of us. I mean, if we do it, I mostly played that game by myself. I have a feeling, mm-hmm. even though the boss is going to have less health, single player, but there's a lot of ads and stuff that's going to be hard harder to take care of when you're by yourself playing yeah but yeah uh i'm completely in love with it all over again like i was yeah whenever i was like i don't know what 18 something like that Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah we were talking about how much we play games in a week and i mentioned like every once in a while getting to get a marathon session in marathon session in 
and that was definitely the last one for me was us just spending that whole what all day sunday was i guess that was that sunday the last day yeah, right just all day I, most of the day we played and it, it just yeah. and it didn't feel it doesn't feel like it it just goes by so fucking fast and you just want to keep playing more it's just the loop of it is just it's so good everything about it is so fucking good and perfect and then yeah. and then again I, on top of all that again for us just the satanic imagery it's just the whole the darkness of it <laughs> on top of how good of a game it is just from a game standpoint it's also thematically appeal, super appealing to us and it's oh yeah it's perfect. going to a dungeon and there's like a little pentagram of fire burning on the ground and you're like fuck yeah <laughs> yeah satan dude and there's like <laughs> some like naked woman's body like stomach like ripped open and boobs and guts everywhere and it's like yeah sweet boobs yeah <laughs> yeah it was really crazy switching to the original graphics and being like what the fuck this is how the game used to look i don't remember this <laughs> it's so ugly <laughs> yeah i swear it has to look even worse being you know widescreen 4k tv like i think it is yeah all stretched out on being stretched TV, yeah. even more to make it look even worse but goddamn, because yeah much like uh much like the uh Halo Combat Evolved remake. You can just kind of you can press a button at any given point to switch between modern and, and retro. And uh, I that's really funny. Every time you switch to modern in that Halo, you just makes you giggle because <laughs> so weird looking, so bad looking. Yeah, yeah. There's something about Diablo 2. I was wondering that. Like, I remember like just days going by playing Diablo 2 when I was younger, and I wondered like, is it just because it was new back then, like a hack and slash RPG with loot? And no, there's just something about that game. Where time just flies like no other game and it's like we played the whole way through up to the second act and then our one friend was like all right i'm gonna go to bed and then we we're like you want to start over and you're like yep and then we just started <laughs> playing all over again <laughs> finished the whole first act all over again <laughs> yeah it's just oh it's so good it's good to be back it's really like even just the menu starting it's just like oh fuck and that menu music it's like oh sweet God, so good. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's too bad that Death Stranding comes out like the next day after that. Because oh, I do yeah. want to play that again. But yeah, uh, I'm going to be playing so much Diablo, I don't know when I'm going to get to Death Stranding director's cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we love it. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert for the for the game of the year. It's it's going to be Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anything else to say on that? No, I'm just I'm getting excited even talking about it. Like, just, oh my God, me too. Move on. I'm, I'm depressed that I can't go play it right now. <laughs> I have to uh, wait like another 21 days. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing I will say. The connectivity, I, I, a couple of us got booted back to the menu like once or twice, right? But it's, I mean, it's hard, it's hardly an issue. There was never a time where a game went down for all of us. Like it, it maybe maybe a person would get, right? I don't there think. Once? Wasn't there once oh, we all just got kicked out? You're right. There was There was one time. There was one time that we all got booted out. But I think... Didn't something update? Oh, that oh, was yeah. They changed the that's right. Storage. Yes. Okay. So the stash they added a like a quality of life improvement or whatever, just like Diablo three did, where they added slots to your stash where you can um, where it's shared between all of your characters, so that way you don't have to have a friend log online with you. You know, like all right, I'm starting a room. Wait here. I'm gonna drop some stuff for you. Make sure give it to my other guy. You know, or whatever. Just just cutting that out so you don't so it's very convenient. But anyway, um you have one tab, stash tab for yourself, and then even in the beta, but then in the beta initially at, at one point 
all of the shared stash tabs are open. And so it's like, oh, well, I don't just have one tab. I have like four or five. <laughs> so I just thought... You stored a bunch, yeah, you stored a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the game, before you unlock Deckard Kane and he unidentifies things for free, I'll just, I'll just start putting on my shit I want to identify and sell later in there or whatever. So I had a bunch of crap in there. And then all of a sudden, so the, the whole game just shuts down and we get booted back to the menu and there was like a small update. And then we went back in and then they, they took that out. <laughs> then there's all of a sudden yeah, you couldn't you access those, those stashes. Yeah. So I lost a few, like just like, you know, garbage, cheap ass, unidentified blues anyway. It, so it didn't really matter, but yeah, it was just funny that they did that. Yeah. I know. So that was different. That was that was like a deliberate thing that they did. But besides that, it was just... And also, regardless of who starts the game, it'll just transfer... I don't even know if it's host or what, but it'll just transfer that to, to whoever else. So even if someone that started the game gets booted, it doesn't close the game down for everyone else. It just it persists, and then you just rejoin. And so, Yeah, that's nice. So besides a couple uh, a couple disconnects, everything, everything was fine. Everything ran well didn't you have some lag for a little bit though or, or was that eric because i i was never really lagging but oh, i think yeah i know i did but you at some point were yeah we were finding some unique boss and i kept i was like i kept getting surrounded by enemies and I, I kept running out of the group or out of i was being surrounded and being hit and i kept running out and it would just pull me back into the middle it happened like five times in a row and i think i might have eventually died because i just kept lagging and pulling me back into all these enemies so oh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that stuff goes away. That's, yeah, it's kind of annoying, especially. I mean, if you're on nightmare mode or something, and you lose XP and your body's in the middle of a bunch of enemies because of lag, that's gonna suck. So hopefully that doesn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't have too much more to say about the Diablo. Mm-hmm. So you got the platinum and Returnal. Oh, I got the platinum. Big announcement. I got the platinum and Returnal. Jesse Yay. spoiled it. I mean, Ben Racket spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got it around 45 hours of gameplay, and there was some other stat I was going to say, but I don't remember. Anyway, I think I got it around 45 hours, and what took me the longest was Biome 2. I think I had to do like 30 different runs after finishing the game to get the last uh, cipher. So it was a little bit of a pain in the butt, but I was having fun pretty much the whole time. I didn't feel like it was too grindy because I was enjoying it. Actually, for Biome 2, I did start, it did start to wear on me mentally a little bit because it was so many runs. But other than that, I was having fun getting everything. Uh, the, w- the one thing that sucked was I didn't realize till after I finished the game that the pistol shoots as fast as you can push your trigger down. <gasps> I love that. And I did not realize that. I love that so much. Because I have fast fingers. Mm-hmm. Ask anyone. Got the fastest video game fingers <laughs> in the West. I'm a close second. And I didn't even realize that. And I was like, holy shit, I could have been shooting super fast this entire time through 40 hours of gameplay. I didn't even realize it. Until like near the end, well, more, probably more like thirty hours of gameplay or something. I realized it, mm-hmm. so that was disappointing. But uh, see, so yeah, I finished it, and then I wanted to like have one last challenge because I still wanted to play the game. I still wanted to find a reason to play, so I decided to go do one last challenge on myself of like wanting to play through the whole game from beginning to end without dying. And I did it my first time, my first try. It took probably between four and five hours, and then I did that, and then I haven't turned it on since. So I think um, I think I'm gonna uninstall it, which is sad because I love that game, but. Mm-hmm. I could challenge myself more and try and play through the whole game with just the pistol, and I think it's possible, but there's so many other games I want to play that I feel like I just need to move on. Right. That's always that bittersweet moment of either rolling credits or or getting the platinum or whatever. It's like, eh, 
you just feel bad on installing it, <laughs> like, right. even though you're technically done. But sometimes, certain yeah. certain games, I'm like, all right, I'm done, see ya. And some some other ones, it's like, uh, yeah, kind of right. feel bad. Like about I it. wish I had more things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are little challenges, like I said, I could do such a challenge myself. Kind of like how the people play Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero guitar. I could play try and play <laughs> Returnal with a Guitar Hero guitar or a Move controller uh, in there, but yeah, that, that was our. <laughs> From our regular Farsis days, that was our number one viewed article was, <laughs> I got really annoyed at people beating, hey, I beat Dark Souls without using one health potion. I beat Dark Souls without getting hit once. I beat Dark Souls with a keyboard, <laughs> whatever, with a guitar hero guitar. So I wrote this article about people beating Dark Souls with a PlayStation Move controller shoved up their ass. Cause I was just <laughs> sick of hearing it. <laughs> it was our most viewed article. People like People really enjoyed that article, but... Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. It's good commentary. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got to say about Return. Oh, I love it. My that's my game of the year besides Diablo two. It'll probably probably be that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But the one last thing I'll I'll say about the pistols is that's why in like Borderlands the uh, the revolvers or whatever are always like my favorite to use just because there's something very rewarding to me as a player of just like spamming a button. I I, I yeah. like I love to do it, and so I I love those. I, I love the revolvers in Borderlands where you just single shot as fast as you can and then <laughs> you, and then you like you get the perk where you can make it reload as fast as possible and then yeah it's just, it just feels so fun right uh yeah, i agree and also oh and you mentioned time crisis earlier too and i like to do the magic trick and and i have since seen this other people doing this i can't remember where i've seen it but we're uh instead of holding the gun in a traditional manner hold the gun in your left hand so that you can use your right hand to just like, yeah. prrr, like flutter the trigger as fast as possible. Oh. You know, it's just ah, oh, it's so fun to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we used to do that at the arcade for some games, right? Like House of the Dead and stuff. Like I remember doing that for something for some reason. Yeah, but I did. I, I I've also beat House of the Dead two with one credit. No shit. But uh, wow. At the arcade, but that was also. But I was playing with somebody else, and my friend kept. He was dying. And you split the screen, so right, if he gets hit on the left half of the screen, he gets hit, and I don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was because I was playing, we were playing two players, and somehow I, somehow I, well, I used to play the Shadow Light game on the Dreamcast, so I was super familiar with it. That, that helped a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've been playing Hades? Oh, yeah. This Hades discussion is going to be long, probably. Maybe not, because you love Hades, right? Yeah, I did. I, I loved it. Yeah, I think it's a piece of shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think it's a piece of shit. I have a, I don't have a love-hate relationship with that game, but I have like a, I have a like-slash-disappoint relationship with that game. Because I just feel like the game doesn't let you beat the game, beat bosses until it wants you to beat them. Like, I feel like I died at every boss, and then the game got easier every playthrough. And I don't, and I don't think it was necessarily my skill. It was just... I just felt like the bosses were harder. And then I, when I made it to them the second time... It was like, okay, now you can beat it because now we want you to see more of the story. Then you make it to the next box and you die, and there's more story. So I feel like the first five hours of the game is just, or four, maybe three to five hours of the game is just, it doesn't want you to beat it. It wants you to die, to go back, to get more oh, story. Yeah. And to me, that feels cheap. I, just, I was like, this is disappointing. I make it to a boss, and I'm like, why did I die there? Like, here's the thing. When I made it to Hades, I had... Like a plus 300% damage to my special with the spear. Like plus an extra 200% damage in like uh, hits from hits in the back, which the spear does when you pull it back. Mm-hmm. I had a plus 40% chance to crit. No, it was plus 60% chance to crit hit. 
I think. Like a ridiculous Ooh, amount. That's huge. I had plus 200% to damage. I had plus 200% crit damage to armor. I had plus 40% negative damage from all enemy attacks. I had all of these insane boons. They, it was crazy. Huh. And then I make it to Hades. I make it to a second phase. And then I die. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is so dumb. How could I... How was I not supposed to beat that there with all of these boons? With two extra lives. Like two, two uh, revives or whatever. But no, the, the game pretty much wants you to save up purple gems, build up like three revives and do whatever. And it's like, yeah. it wants you to grind. It wants you to grind permanent upgrades to beat the game. And I was like, I was like, oh god, I was so disappointed in that, because I really like the game. I think it's a good game and the combat's fun. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the game doesn't really want you to beat it until it wants you to beat it, I thought was disappointing. Yeah, that makes total sense. I kind of, kind of maybe considered that to an extent but not i never thought it out as as well as you just explained it and uh it, that does make sense to me i can't really can't really argue against that i i can see why I, that's just des- deserving of criticism no yeah because once i made it to the second phase of hades which i'm assuming is the final boss maybe there's more after that then you die and go back and the whole game not the whole the whole game doesn't change but it does the enemies become harder there are, it introduces new enemies. It introduces new bosses on the way up. It introduces new moves for the bosses. To me, it felt like the full the full game doesn't unlock until you die at the second phase of Hades. That's what how I, that's how it felt to me. And it's like now you have all the boons. Now you have all the upgrades and all the characters. Now the bosses have all their moves. Now you have finally you have the whole full game ahead of you. And I was like, really? Did I have to play four hours or whatever to unlock the full game in order for you to let me beat it? I just felt like that was really disappointing to me. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it is fun because it kind of changes it up, I guess. Like, around the time I stopped playing, and the reason I stopped playing was because my Game Pass subscription ran out. And I was like, I'm not going to renew for a while. I probably won't renew until Hades comes out. But I do feel like an itch of playing it. So I was like, Ugh. I felt like, man, if that game was on sale on PS5, maybe I'll just buy it. Something like that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I do want to keep playing it. But, what was I saying? I stopped playing it because of Game Pass ran out. Oh, they were switching things up. Because they, around the time I stopped playing it, they did say, hey, by the way, like the first boss of the game was like, hey, by the way, I have like these three or four sisters. And then as I was playing it, I did run into one of them. And I'm like, oh, the first boss is different now. It's one of her sisters. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you can run into all of them and it change, the game changes up every time you play it a little bit. So it does keep yeah. it fresh. Yeah, I was just a little disappointed with the, it just felt like it was almost like a four hour intro or something in a way. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I just remember being so engaged anyway that I didn't really care. But again, like I was saying too, that it was the first game, uh, while classic notwithstanding, that I had played on PC in a long time. So just just using the new mouse and keyboard and having the sound, you know, like having my studio speakers in here, and just there was an experience beyond the game itself that was super appealing for me at the time. So so maybe that made me like it. Maybe that made me enjoy it more and not see some of the flaws as much. Right. But, um, I was using a mouse and keyboard because it recommends... The game says we recommend using a controller, doesn't it? Oh, does it? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, good for me. But uh, I, I was fine with mouse and keyboard. I loved it. Uh, dash was on Dash was on uh, space bar and then just move with the, the keys and do everything else with the mouse. I, was, well, I, I think I had one button to shoot shoot the uh, your gem out, which is kind of a weird thing in that game. Yeah. Um, but that isn't yeah. important. But it is weird. Like it was so kind of a weird mechanic to think about. But um, yeah, and that's the thing too is like after you die at Hades, and then it's like now you can unlock more things in your mirror. And then one of 
you can do 50% more damage to an enemy who has that mm -hmm. diamond stuck in them, which is huge. That's a lot of damage. It's huge, yeah. So obviously they want you to use that before you beat the game, and it's like a... So like I said, they don't want you to beat it until they want you to beat it, and that's... I guess as long as you're okay with that, that's fine. But yeah, you get you have to put some hours in before basically it'll allow you to beat the game, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's it's a fun game. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yep. Still great. All right. Anything else on that one? No. I think I've... I just wanted to cry about that for a little bit, and <laughs> the art style... Well, the art style is mostly really beautiful, right? But then sometimes there are things in the environment where I'm like, that's kind of weird looking, like the little lava skeleton things that are just floating there. I'm like, it looks like a really cheap cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the character art is, like, super beautiful and detailed. It's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can uh, more or less wrap this up. I don't have a lot to say about these. Um, especially, we can uh, bump genital adjusting if you want, if you want to play that. Yeah, it was, yeah let's bump it. Okay, because it, it was on a Steam sale recently, so it was a couple bucks, and I never even heard of this game. And it's... It's a game about like dicks, and so it's it's perfect for me. Uh, the story the, the story modes only it's like one to two hours maybe. It's but it was it was very very uh, much more thoughtful than than I would expect from a game called General Jousting. I'll, I'll say that. So we'll we can talk about that more once once you've played it. Uh, maybe next maybe next episode. Yeah. The only other thing then that I have to uh, that I've been playing. Is I, I started playing Chivalry 2 again, the uh, Gallon Court add-on. I, I wouldn't say expansion, but uh, there's a free update to the game called Alan, uh, Gallon Court, Gallon Court, and it added uh, two new maps, well three new maps, but one's just kind of like a, a new like just arena. So like, so again, you you can do 60 man modes or 40 man modes, and it just depending on the level that it picks. Um, each individual stage has its own given scenario. So sometimes it is like a full-on, like you're sieging a castle and there's objectives. And then some levels are just a, a small arena where all it is is each team has a has a life count and it's just the first to get the other team to zero. Just It's just a slaughter fest. So, um, so two, two new um, scenario maps, one new arena map. And um, I mean, it's, just, it's more the same. I, I think it added some cosmetics too, which... Uh, who gives a fuck but it's just it's more it's more chivalry and it's it's fun i'm having just as much fun as i did when i was initially playing it i still can't get through a match without saving at least probably an average of two or three 15 second clips of just something amazing and or hilarious that yeah. happened we need to take some of that stuff and make like a collage and make a youtube channel and put it up there yes yeah i know i i want to do that that's that's one of my projects I have in mind to to do, sp starting specifically with uh, all the chivalry two shit I have. Um, so so one thing I'll say um, about the the arena level it's, it's the courtyard, and so the the scenario with this is it seems like there was some kind of like a meeting of like families like it, like maybe it was like a supposed to be a wedding or something but it, red wedding but it's a but it's a coup and so it starts off with like oh it, it's a setup they betrayed us. And it's one of those things, I think I mentioned this before, where certain levels, certain scenarios, depending on which team you're on, you might start off as a peasant for fun. And so you just like start off in a field with a pitchfork, and then the opposite team starts as themselves, and they're invading your village. And then whenever they kill you, you respawn actually as your character. But it's just a little, it's just for fun, like to put you in the heart of the scenario, you know. And so, yeah. this, so this one, this courtyard starts you off 
depending on what team you're on, you're like a minstrel. And so you might start with a flute or a harp. And it's just really funny because like whenever you pick up items like this, because you can battle cry at any time you want, just scream constantly. But if you're holding an item in your offhand, battle cry consumes it. Or in the case of these instruments, you play you just, you play a, a little tune on the instrument. And so <laughs> I managed to somehow stay alive for like three to five minutes with a flute, with like a little recorder as this character. Because again, whenever it starts, you're expected to just die and respawn as your guy and you know the game begins. But I just kept running around and like just like all these people being slaughtered and fighting around me. And I'm just, just playing this little flute melody. And anytime someone would come towards me, I would turn around, run away <laughs> until they would get distracted by someone that they would, that would start fighting them. And I somehow survived for like five minutes. When you respond, do you respond in a new area? Is, there, is it possible to survive the whole game with the flute and just like behind your teammates and like playing the flute while they're fighting? Yeah, technically, yes. Um, hilarious. eventually someone probably did usually 85% of the time if I die it's a battle axe person comes up behind me and just one shots me with a battle axe it's, it's like it just comes out of nowhere and you're just dead <laughs> um, and I think that's what happened to me I was I was trying to run away from a guy who you know who's, he was coming after me and someone finally got me and just clubbed me in the back and one, one hit killed me but I was impressed with myself for how long I was able to survive with that with just running around playing a flute and just doing nothing not helping my team doing nothing but that's just the, the game encourages those yeah. things and it's yeah it's so fun it's just so fun yeah i'm so glad that they do things like that start start you out with knowing you're gonna die and just have fun with it mm -hmm. yeah i haven't played it in a while but every time i play it i'm laughing because it's hilarious and ridiculous <laughs> i got uh i saved like two clips uh two more clips of just again like pulling out my side throwing axe and just directly into someone's face and it's just like I don't know. All, so one of the new levels, I can't remember if it's uh, the Gallancourt one or, or, or the other one that's the actual scenario-based one, but it's uh, you're, you're sieging a, a harbor town. And so eventually one of the objectives, if you're on the invading team, is to explode the ships. And so you're fighting on these two huge docked ships. And so, you know, it's it, it's pretty easy to like, kick people off into the water if you want. Because, you know, you can kick. And uh, there, there was one point where I was just standing at the bottom of the ramp by this dock and then these narrow ramps just as soon as the team would come down off the boat to, to face us just kick someone off and watch them fall in the water kick them off watch them fall in the water it's just like man this is so fucking fun it's just so fun and then eventually like so the scenario is you're supposed to blow up the boats and so whoever's on the boat whenever you finally light the fuse it just explodes and everyone dies it doesn't matter who's on the boat just bodies go flying everywhere and it's just fucking hilarious oh I, and then on that too <laughs> one last thing i'll say is like the one level has like trebuchet uh, tre trebuchets trebuchets that you can uh uh you can wind them up and cock them and i think technically you can maybe put rocks on there but most people just wind them back and stand on it and just fire themselves which is just a fall to the death it's just people just do it I mean, you're gonna die it doesn't do anything but people just do it for fun and so like do you die as soon as it sh shoots or when you land whenever you land and oh, so like okay. three people stood on there at once and I just saw these three people just just go flying in the distance and just land in the water and die. It's like, <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I know I did the training or the tutorial for that game and then I was like, well, you can throw your weapons. That's awesome. And then the very first game I was in, I just took my spear. I think it was a spear or a halberd or something. And that was the very first thing I did was just chuck it in the middle of a, two people <laughs> fighting and hit the enemy and killed them. 
like the very first thing I did in multiplayer, and I was like, "Whoa, this game is the best thing I've ever played." <laughs> I know, <laughs> it just right? feels so good. It does. It's it's amazing. And and so on that note, so far, I mean, uh, you know, Diablo Two was standing. It might be my game of the year so far, as far as just oh, yeah. sheer enjoyment. Like I, I, I love I love it so fucking much. It's so goddamn fun. And it just rewards people with a trolley nature like us. It just want to find little things in the game to fuck around with or find different ways to fuck around with people and yeah. it's just it's just built for that it's just it's right. it's perfect yeah it's, it's yeah it's definitely made for people to, to have fun and mess around with and not take too seriously mm-hmm. which is really good people are having so much fun playing it they can't really even if they lose they don't really yell you know it's like you're playing call of duty and someone's like you suck fuck you why are you on my team it's mm-hmm. like no one really acts like that yeah it doesn't matter game. yeah it continues to bring me much much joy so that good pretty good um yeah besides that that's that's been it for me i haven't excuse me had as much time to do other stuff lately as i want i mean still you know the rocket league and messing around with knockout city again for the first time a little bit uh, the other night um but yeah, besides that i still need to get back to uh kingdom come deliverance and then besides that i think the next thing i, I backlog thing i think i want to chip off is I, I think i might do uh uncharted lost legacy next oh because it seems like uh, it, it seems like something brief enough that i could you know like beat it in like eight to ten hours right and oh that's the expansion right yeah it's the, the ladies yeah it's the ladies one and yeah, that's really good yeah that's really good so um so mine i am eyeing up doing that oh so uh, besides chivalry too speaking of potential game of the year contenders uh my other one would be potentially doki doki but that was less a choice of passion and more just like I was saying before, like in my review of it, it's just, it doesn't technically do anything wrong. It's pretty like, you know, it's pretty perfect for what it is. So as far as like just a really, really, really good game, that that would be another one. But besides that, it's a, uh, um, besides that resident evil eight, which I haven't played, even though I love resident evil, I haven't played the newer ones. Cause I think I just want to wait and play them on VR. But uh, besides that ratchet, I guess as a potential contender for people, but right. I mean that that won't be for us. But no. I mean those are kind of the games I guess in the conversation, right? And then of course, uh, like I, like we said too, talk about it. So I'm not sure. And then we said too, a lot of people like that uh, that one that we had to look up last week, whatever it was called, the indie game with the Raven uh-huh. guy. So people like that too. But yeah, I, it seems like Returnal and the it seems like Returnal's the the big one, at least as far as PlayStation people go. Oh, I would love to see that win. Like game of the year for big publications, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, Death Loop and Back for Blood, but Back for Blood's not going to be getting any game of the no. year love. Death Loop maybe. Yeah. yeah, I can't see Back for Blood. We I mean we, we did we also played that beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't see that being like a huge game of the year thing. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else coming out? Is there anything big coming out at the end of the year that might might make it? I think other th- than your typical Call of Duty, I'm sure that's coming out this year right something yeah november 5th no uh yeah it's 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 death loop it's halo diablo and back for blood are like the the major things coming out by the end of the year so death yeah, Lo- things have been delayed till like early next year death loop is the only one i can see really contending halo maybe i don't know maybe for halo i i, I just don't i don't know with it the feels like a, troubled development it feels of like it. a weird year doesn't it like it feels like there's no super amazing like there's no god of wars and last of us 
right. this year. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, I guess we're settling for this game of the year this year. It almost kind of feels like that or something. Yep. Yeah. So you know, maybe that was COVID or whatever pushing shit forward. And yeah, it it is a lull of a year overall. So yeah, maybe maybe Resident Evil 8 for some people, maybe Halo, maybe Deathloop, uh, maybe Returnal. But that's that's got to be about it, right? I mean, Chivalry 2 is not going to be winning anyone's game of the years, even though it's my favorite oh, game. Not. Nobody else is going to be talking about that. So that's not even that's not in any real conversation, yeah, I don't think. Bad. I don't really hear people talking about that, but I don't listen to much other video game podcasts anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what people are talking about. As if we did want to count uh, re-releases, I would say Control Ultimate Edition because I loved Control. And, I, and that that is one where I, as soon as I beat the game, I bought the DLCs and played them and loved them as well. So that that would be a personal contender for me, even though I I didn't technically play the Ultimate Edition. Um, I, I played the, I played the standard edition on Xbox, but yeah, right. but uh, Control is yep. fucking amazing. I'm so. not sure. I, I'm, we're probably forgetting some kind of big game. We're probably missing something, but I'm I'm not sure right now. Oh, near we replicant would... maybe, but I, I oh. near replicant. I, I've heard people say they like. Uh, twelve minutes. I can't see any being anyone's game of the year, though. I I am curious about that. I do want to check that out. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. But uh, I didn't, actually I haven't even seen reviews for. Them. Are they pretty good? Uh, it's really mixed from what I've seen and heard. It seems well, like it, Final Fantasy VII remake. Wait, is that oh, this year? Oh, the it, was this last year. The the integrate is this year. The uh the the upgraded PS5 oh, version yeah. that comes with that DLC or whatever. So yeah, that would technically count, but uh. We were never Final Fantasy people. I, I know you. Like, no. I, oh, I know you like. Oh. I know you like the MMO, but I never. I uh, I never played Final Fantasy VII or the remake. Yeah, we are forgetting uh, Far Cry Six. Oh yeah, that's going to be big, especially if the story is as good as it looks like it's going to be. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Psychonauts Two for some people. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it says Dying Light Two is coming out this year. Oh, is it? So that's something. Dying uh, Light Two. I think it comes out. Yeah, I, yeah. I never played the first one. Yeah, so that's something. That game Medium came out. I never played it. Yeah, that's not going to be a game of the year contender. I do want to play that, though. Outriders? I have a soft spot in my heart for interesting horror games. Even if they're not... Even even if the gameplay isn't perfect, I, I like stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be playing the, the Medium. Yeah. Biomutant is uh, the singer for <laughs> Dark Nobility's game of the year. Favorite game, yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like the third time we've brought that up on the show. Him is playing it, that. I think so. <laughs> Maybe second. Yeah, we talked about it Safety. last night, but yeah, just watching him play that, I was like, "Why am I watching him play that? It's so weird." I think I just figuring say... out biomutant puzzles and not talking. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Stanson, something Stanson or something. I was, I was gonna give him a call out, but I just uh, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just say I just said safety into the mic <laughs> a little bit ago. <laughs> just oh, out yeah? of just don't, out just don't out of punch you now. Just out of habit. Yep. Oh, Michael Stan. Michael Stan, yeah. Michael Stan. Stom. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. No, but I, sometimes, because sometimes he streams and I, I I watch it because it's like, oh, cool. It's a mix of heavy, heavy metal and video games, but I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched long enough. Maybe he's more interactive if you watch it longer. I just didn't see anything. Because I, I also watched him play that, that game with all the rats. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't remember him talking much during that either. Yeah. Plague Tale. That's, that's another yeah. one I was thinking of whenever we were mentioned the medium because that was Plague Tale from a gameplay gameplay perspective was kind of subpar I think but it's more just the 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 story and the environments and 
kept me going. Like, I, I really loved all that that was going on, but the gameplay itself was kind of just, like, boring stealth stuff, trial yeah. and error stealth kind of nonsense. And then right. the, the, a lot of the puzzles were kind of just frustrating. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I just going through the motions doing this kind of thing and but yeah i don't i didn't i didn't finish it I, I think i almost finished it i played pretty far i remember being frustrated by the puzzles but yeah the gameplay was i don't know i enjoyed it but yeah it wasn't anything special yeah yeah but the story was kind of cool but for some reason i didn't finish it yeah just to be clear like when i say like frustrating puzzles i mean like frustrating because you know what you have to do and you're just fighting the oh. game to do it not that right. they're challenging it's just some annoying thing is is that because even outside of puzzles i remember like early on there was this one stealth moment where you're supposed to sneak past this guard and even though like i was i was going behind him like, there's no way he should be able to see me he kept turning around and catching me and it's because you, the game wants you to go a specific route and even though this one way like looks like it should work it just wouldn't yeah and there was like a little thing yeah, like, i think i encountered that once myself as well yeah I like i guess he just doesn't want me to do this but right so yeah but besides that, I again, I I really liked the story and, and the world and the characters and stuff. So I'm de- I'm definitely excited for the next one whenever that comes out. Yeah, that'd be cool. <sighs> I, mean, I think soon, kind of soon, right? Maybe sometime next year. Yeah, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be pretty but, soon. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they brought that to to PS5 last month too. That was I think I think it's a good game, good free game for people. Yeah, I'm what? glad it was successful enough that they could make another one because mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty decent. Yes, but uh, I don't know. Do you want to wrap it up? Yep, I'm a. I'm done. I'm introverted, and I'm starting to get mentally exhausted from all the talking. <laughs> I gotta wrap this shit up. Wrap it up. Yep. Uh, every time we record, we think we're gonna go shorter, and we, and we don't. We like talking about video games, I guess. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, weird. Who knew? Yeah, I need to go to bed. Yeah. I gotta get up for work in four hours and 15 minutes. Well, yeah, we would like to do quite that early. Half, but it always ends up being three hours somehow. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't even drinking this time, which is why I was way less retarded than normal. <laughs> Can you say that? Can we say that? Well, here's the thing. Do I have to edit out the thinking, R word? I don't know. I was thinking about this, and it's like, whenever someone decides a word is offensive, they invent a new word, and then in five years, they say, that word's offensive now. Like, the word alcoholic is now offensive. So it's yeah. Like, they just find a reason to make whatever word, whatever word you want to label as a disability in five years, they're like, that's offensive now. Then they just make a new word. So I'm just circling back around to the R word because what's it matter? <laughs> Who cares anymore? Nothing matters. It doesn't matter. That's one of the best George Carlin bits, too. It's whenever he goes on about making, you know, it's, you, just, you just add words to things. And then for some reason, that makes it less, exp- uh, like, less uh, in- insulting or whatever. Like, oh, you're not, you're not handicapped now. You're, you're differently abled. Yeah, like, yeah, like we're not. Yeah, yeah, like I forgot about that stand-up. You just, yeah, you just add more words to it and you make it longer to say. You're still saying the same thing. You're just like sterilizing it to such a way that I guess, even though it doesn't mean anything different, it appeases some people. You know, I don't know. It's re- yeah. really good bit. Yeah, uh, Michael Knowles on Twitter posted like the CDC now thinks alcoholic is offensive, and then I tweeted, well, "What should we use? Sober impaired?" And uh-huh. Someone responded to me and said, "No, the word impaired is offensive." I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, sober adverse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks again. Uh, get this edited. Get it up as soon as possible. Um, hooray. It feels like it feels like we're kind of 
hitting small goals every time we record. Uh, we're, we're on more and more podcast services. We're officially on Apple. We're everywhere. That, that was a little bit of a thing. I, I think this is our best podcast yet. Yeah, I so, think so. Probably also also because I wasn't drinking a beer while doing it. I think that helps. Sure. Um, de- uh, definitely the smoothest. I think, yeah, as far as editing goes, this, this is going to be an easy, fast one. There's nothing really to cut. Other than your pee break. Don't forget to cut that. Just cut the pee break. I don't know. So Some some listeners like, you know, three or four or five minutes of dead air in the middle of their podcast. So maybe we shouldn't exclude those people. It gives them a time for a pee break. <laughs> yeah all right yeah thanks everyone for listening um uh i've been van rachnid at v rachnid on twitter jeffy juice on instagram um that's been josh umni 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 josh at umni rocks on uh twitter facebook and uh instagram and good night and good night (laughs) if you'd be so kind um if you feel so compelled you know give us a like give us a rate and review us if you want to i'm not gonna tell you to do that too much because you you know what listening to things is and you can make your own decision and do what you want everyone else is gonna tell you to do it you get it yeah so i'm not gonna make a habit of telling you to do it you do what you want but i will say if you want to uh give us some feedback if you maybe want to ask a question or whatever it might be if you want us to you know maybe read you on the air any inquiry you might have jollyjellymedia at gmail.com so That's it. Thanks again, and uh, bye-bye. Questions, comments, concerns? Email us at jollyjellymedia at gmail.com.